hit me. <laughs> hit me. Hit me. What's up, Mike? What's I'm out up? of breath. It's fucking COVID style. I just went up 20 steps and I literally can't breathe. So that's a great sign. The uh, gyms are opening up soon. So there we go, man. Flexing. You know? Flexing. Flexing. <laughs> you flex for you. Well, I look a lot bigger in this. Uh, Dude, right, yo, the camera adds a couple <laughs> <of> muscles. <laughs> uh, muscles. That's what they don't tell you. Know, and the right? beard actually is fuller right here. I know. That's good. Great. You can see it. So <laughs> thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate yeah, that, no worries. man. Uh, what's up everybody this is episode number eight with mike van hout and i of course am your host today adam jd martin and this is going to be a fucking awesome one because mike is a killer and i've been trying one of the hard things that they don't tell you when you're going to do a podcast called mic'd up millionaires and try and interview millionaires that are successful in business and life is that uh, they're always busy and so am i so this is a, a tough go but we're Together, together on the cast together couch again. Today. We're actually, we're actually not as close. Like we're six feet apart. Right this now. is six feet. Six feet. Yeah, I'll keep my head back a little bit. That's how you can tell the muscles are huge. <laughs> that's if that's right. six feet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. So man, thanks for coming by today. No that's wicked. No I, uh, I, thanks for when did me. I first, I first met you on I think a limo tour with Matt McKeever and Jeff Weibo, mm -hmm. and we were going around touring um, some of your larger properties. Yeah which was really fascinating. I think you were one of the first guys I met in real estate where I actually was like, okay, you're how old and what the hell am I looking at? Cause like these buildings were epic. And then I find out you've got all these other businesses. And at the time you were like a top salesman at Audi yeah. and like yeah. just crushing it, dude. So yeah. different world, right? You don't, you don't, I just, in my mind that you just, you do these things, but you don't put it all together under one platform and see how it grows. It's other people that tell you, it's like, hey, man, you're doing this. It's amazing, right? And then you're like, oh, okay, it kind of makes sense. But um, it's, it's, it's an easy game, man. You just jump in, you buy properties, you fix them up, you rent them out, and that's it, right? So let's Dude, not talk too I much about that. properties because Matt's ah. channel is obviously full of properties. So we'll get into some details. Um, I got one quickly on my mind, so I'll talk about it just off the bat for the real estate guys so we can get them off the show. You know, they'll watch the first 10 minutes of it, and we'll get the real guys. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll quickly talk about CMHC, because right? it's on my mind driving here, and Dude, I want to talk about CMHC's it. CMHC so, on the mind? CMHC, man. All right. Let's, let's, uh, only because I got I refinanced two buildings, and I got some money out. So CMHC, so when you when you have buildings, and you say, like, after five years, it's obviously gone up in value. You want to pull money out. So CMHC, if you get a, a, a commercial CMHC loan, um, you pay a premium on how much you borrow, right? So yep. 75%, they charge you like whatever, one point or one and a half point. And then you, every every 5% above that, they charge you 1% more. So, and then if you go 25 year, it's, there's no premium, but if you do 30 year or 35 year, they add like half a point and one point. Um, but anyway, so what you, you go find a lender or you find a broker. So say for example, there's uh, there's a bunch of insurance companies that do it. There's uh, a bunch of names like First National, um, those type of guys, right? Like your B lenders or so and so, and or MCAP or whatever. So yep. when you get when you get a when you commit to somebody, so say Adam, you're a mortgage broker, which you are, and uh, if I want to do a deal with you, you would send me a letter of intent, and you'd say like you get it from MCAP or CMHC or from uh, First National, you say letter of intent. So the letter, my letter of intent came out in February, and in February there was no COVID, right? So yeah. my rate, my percentage of rate, I'll just pick a number because I just don't want to diverge exactly what I got, but let's say it's. It's 1% over the bond rate. So the way for guys, if they don't know, commercial, the way commercial works is that it's not your typical, they, they pick the Canadian bond rate. So if you pick a five-year bond rate, it's a percentage. They'll charge, they, whatever the Canadian bond rate is. So let's say, for example, it's like 2%, right? So 2% and then the, the bank will say, we want 1% more than the 2%. So it's 3%. So, you know, okay, it's fair enough. So in my case, it was a little bit lower than that. And the bond rate at the time in, in February 
was fairly low. It wasn't super low, but it was fairly low. So let's call it, let's call it 1% or 2%. So my rate at the time was say 3%. Um, and then COVID dropped. So what that happened was the bank rates took a big nosedive. And then when that did, I was like, man, it's amazing because you told me as a banker that I'm getting 1% yeah. plus the bank rate, right? You know what I mean? So I'm like, man, I should get, now that now look, the, the bond rates, they freaking plummeted. So they've gone, let's go from 2%, they've plummeted to zero, just hypothetically, right? Because obviously Europe was talking about negative interest rates, all that stuff. So in Canada, they were thinking about, so the bond rates really took a dive. So really my rate should be 1%. So I closed last, about a month and a half ago. So call it end of, end of May. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bond rate was sitting at about half a percent. So your 1% plus my half percent, I should have got a rate of one and a half percent because I got this letter of intent that you gave me, Adam, mm-hmm. Not, but you know what I mean? I got this letter of intent and I should be paying one and a half percent. Well, guess what? They came back to me and said, we can't offer this anymore. And I'm like, man, but I committed to you. I could have gone somewhere else that would give me a slightly better rate, but I liked you, Adam, right? Or broker or whoever you're dealing with. Yeah. And you should give me the right rate. But that's not the way the game works. A letter of intent from a bank is bullshit, is basically the point of my story. Because yep. you have to actually, I, they will hold up their deal as much as they can. I know that we go, this is, this is a once in a weird lifetime where the bond rate has dropped and they can't offer you that and all that stuff. But man, why did you give me a letter then? That's like telling me, I'm going to commit to this rate. So I told them, I said, like, what if it went up? What if it went up 3%? Are you guys going to give me the old rate? Like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like it's gone down. You're not giving it to me. So if it goes up, what are you going to cover? You're going to support me and give me that. You're not. Yeah. Right. So I should get, if it's gone up, I should get that. And if it's gone down, I should get that. So anyways, the point of my story is one of those lesser of two value situations where it's like, correct. We're going to do whatever works out best. Correct. Correct. So, (laughs) I mean, so at the end of the day, they they spoon feed you and they say, look, man, but the rate's gone down. It's better for you. And I get it. It's better for me, but I took the risk. And, but you took the risk, right? Like you said, you took the risk because you said, well, you give me this letter and this letter is supposed to hold it, but it really doesn't hold it. So the point of the story is the letter of intents by banks are really bullshit until you get a commitment, a commitment letter, but you can't get a commitment letter until you get CMHC approval and you can't get CMHC approval until I pick a lender. So dude, what do you do? Right? Cat and Just, mouse, man. It's, I know, man. This I is know, a man. sort of business 101, especially with large financial institutes or the government I've found, right? Yeah. This is always it's, the uh, insurance car fucking license yeah. game that yeah. we always Man, play. It's, it's just at that point, I was like, I was like, I'm in a great situation because the rates are low. They're still sub two and a half percent in yeah. any ways, no matter how it's sliced, whether it was in February or now in May or June, whatever, right? It's still sub two and a half to two percent or so. And you're like, it's amazing, but I'm supposed to actually get 1%. My rate's supposed to be 1%. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm something a bitch about it, but there is for anybody, all the, all the guys out there know that 1% is a big difference. Yeah. On seven, $8 million, it's on a lot of money. Million dollars, that is a lot, it's of, a money. lot of money, right? <laughs> Over 30 years. Dude. So another thing for the guys, so anybody getting commercial refinancing stuff, my advice to you is uh, stretch it out longer. So you have different options. So they charge you a premium for every 5% you get. So most guys will say, take the maximum, which is 85%. Um, but for me, I said, I wanted to stay at 75%, but do a 35 year because every five years it's half a percent and every 5% bump on the full amount is 1%. So when you do the math, if that makes any sense, so you take a million bucks and if you want to go 75%, it's whatever, you know, 75 basis points. And then 80%, they charge you 5% of the premium of that total money. So 5% of $1 million or 2 million, right. Versus half a percent. So it's, Anyways, once people are in this, they know what I'm talking about, but I guess the, the intent is that you just have to be careful on where you are. Don't take too much money out, but stretch out the money you take. I think that's just the way I've done it, you know? So we'll see where everybody else kind of goes with that. If you guys have questions, 
Comment below. Light it up. Light it up. Light it up. Light it up. From yeah. a commercial, from a commercial side, right? Like from a commercial borrowing side. Uh, so real quick, just stuff. Yeah. flex on the microphone. Just real. How many yeah. units have you bought? Uh, so like now I've been phasing up real yeah. estate, right? You know that. Yeah. A lot of people. I'm sort of the opposite. Let's move better on the thing here. I'm kind of the opposite of most people because I've been in the game since 2005. So. Um, so 2015, I felt in my mind that real estate markets were going to sink a little bit and they did not, they went the total opposite way. So in that, my mindset was like, I've dealt with BS for five, for like 10 years at that point. And I just wanted to kind of clear out house a little bit. So obviously through the, the, the tours that Jeff's done and through you guys, you all know that I've sold properties to people watching and you guys as well. Right. So I just think that for me, it was kind of clearing things out, but at my peak, I had, I had 144 units. Um, and now I'm somewhere around 90, just about 90, uh, 93 or something like that. Um, I honestly don't, I know it's crazy, but because I've been it so long, I don't, and it's my full-time job. I'm not like diving into it. Um, I don't really care. Like, yeah, I went on the, like another podcast I did the second, this is my second podcast I've ever done. The first one was Andrew Hines. Cause he, I've had him ask me like a year and a half ago. So I did Andrew Hines and one of the, the, we're talking about mindset and kind of the stuff we'll talk about here as well. But one of the things I talked with him at the end, he asked me, okay, now let's talk about real estate and let's talk about the refinance you just did or the values you pulled out or whatever. And what is a cash flow a month? And I have no idea, man. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even know. I just know that I just know what I got in my bank at the end, like what was put in my bank account, what it got deposited and how much, how much premium I was paying and whether, whether CMHC or, um, or the bank was funding like, 3.2 million or 3.4 and a half million. What does it even matter? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Right. It doesn't really matter. And a casual, I mean, they're going to, they're going to be more protective of their money than I'm going to be protective of my money. Yeah. Right. So they're not going to put me in a situation where it's going to like cash flow negative or whatever. And, and I guess I thought about those things initially. So when I first bought properties and that's probably when I get those questions from people, it's usually people in the beginning of their life yeah. journey. Right. You know, they're wondering like how much is going to cost, how much money, how much cash will I get per month? At this stage in my life, I don't care, man. I don't really care. So I feel like this is something that a lot of people get in the weeds on. And like what totally. I, the biggest thing that needs to be talked about when people are getting in the weeds over the spreadsheets or what's the monthly cash flow or how much appreciation, what was your ROI, what was your IRR, what was your cap rate, what was your yeah. all this shit to me yeah. is a distraction from actually taking action. Yeah, and because like so sure. many people sure. hide behind the spreadsheet and it's like, oh, but I could get a hundred dollars more or in your case, yeah, if yeah. you're talking million dollar buildings, maybe yeah. it's a hundred thousand more. But at the same time, are we playing for today? Right. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the game you're playing. If you're playing yeah. that game, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm only counting on this yeah. month. Well, yeah. how much like you started off the conversation, I guess, a bit about like leverage. Right. And how to make the most of that. So like, you know, yeah. you just said you've bought. 144 units or whatever yeah. over, my, over my time over, over my your time, time. Oh, that was my so peak and then how, I much, start. how much leverage did you use in that because like um, there's probably people listening that like don't don't can't yeah. even conceptualize I, I mean, that like, i will i mean like listen man. i mean the reality is a perfect example is like my flagship building which i i believe is my flagship am i going to get bigger than that maybe if deals come up in the future but at this point where i for my peak of where i felt like the industry was maybe changing and everybody's getting into it so from a mindset perspective is like i felt like all the sheep were coming to, to real estate before yeah. that they were there was no sheep in the real estate now there's sheep so everybody's trying to get in real estate so when i felt that and i felt like talking to customers and selling cars talking to customers across from me they were all talking about real estate and i felt oh whoa, whoa. if everybody's talking about it i gotta get out right so that's that was my yeah. mindset to get out of it but um as far as leverage goes on the on specific product so like like 
I wanted to really do a YouTube video on all my properties I've bought to kind of show how it kind of evolved. So it's tough to explain it over a, a podcast without taking up three quarters of the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, are my, you afraid of leverage? Um, have you been in well, your career? My, the, one of the things I was thinking about when you asked that question was the, like I bought a property for two and a half million bucks. It's worth six and a half today. Yeah. So like, and it's been eight years. So listen to that, right? I bought it for two and a half. It's worth six and a half, but whatever, six. How can you t- ask me right now to jump in a $6 million deal when I bought it for two and a half? So I'm like, Hey, real estate's crazy. But at the same time, my 144 at my peak was kind of like 75 for something today. Right. That's yeah. the difference. So yeah. like my your leverage fair. is like, you're thinking, well, man, this guy had 144, but dude, I had 144 back in the day in yeah. 2011. Right. We're talking like eight years ago. man. So how can anybody say like, man, I get it. I, for sure. I get a lot of props on YouTube and, and because of the space and, you know, I appreciate all the props you guys give me. So sometimes people are like, man, this, this, I don't think this guy actually had it because he's not like super crazy hype. Well, it's, I had it when nobody really knew about it. Yeah. And I had it when the numbers weren't as crazy. Like I was buying units for like 40 grand, 35 to 40 grand. And you guys are buying units for a hundred grand. So I'm like, am I a genius? No, man, I just bought it then. And you didn't because I was older than you. I'm 37. You're like 30, right? You know what I mean? So there's a age difference there. So, how can I say like, so what people are doing are not right or wrong. I just think that the numbers for you watching might sound more inflated than they actually are because one, 150 is really like 70 today. Right. So that's yep. what I think of like, so we, I get that question a lot and that's the best way to answer it. That if I had 300 units, then that would be a better question for me to answer. But the only way for me to get to 300 units is to leverage heavy. Yeah. So I never actually leveraged heavy. So question would be like, how did you get money to start? So yep easy. So student rentals, it's very easy. You buy student rental for 190,000 bucks. You fill it with six kids. They all pay 400. And at the time it was like 375, 400 time. So flow is good. And then you can flip that for 260. You make a hundred grand and then you do something you keep doing it. And then eventually you have 400 grand. That 400 grand can buy you a million dollar building. So do I need some leverage? Not really. You know? So how, how, um, how frugal were you during this period of time. Cause like I've had yeah. uh, a couple of conversations. Like if we look back at episode one, I talked to Mina who I'm not sure if you've met yet, yeah. but he's an yeah. absolute weapon. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking about like, life's a little too short yeah. to really stay frugal. But at the same time, I can see the argument for maintaining at least intelligent spending. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't, uh, I'm definitely not a, a saver. Uh, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm a saver in the sense that I will force save. So real estate yeah. did that for me, right? So you bought a property, you have to force save. And then, or like for me, it's like, I throw money in like, I have a couple of different uh, investing accounts and I just force myself because I just want to gamble. I want to have fun. So I, I, I throw that out there and, and I guess the force saves me to do something, but I'll tell you where I'm cheap or frugal or whatever you want to call it. Um, an example, so I have a roofing company and we have to go buy rags. So like we got to buy rags for roofing because we're cleaning certain like TPO is sort of a roofing membrane and you've got to use like Varsol like mechanics yep. class, right? You got to use basically like, an, you got to use a solvent to clean up some of the dirt on the roof before you apply some of the product. Well, you can go to Home Depot and you can get rags for like $25. You can go to Princess Auto and get rags for $12, right? So if I'm at Home Depot, I need to get three or four bags of rags and these rags are going to amount to $100, but I go to Princess Auto and I save $50, I will get in the car and I will drive 10 minutes to pay $50. Yeah. Am I cheap? If I, if I had to be at that time, I would pay the 50 bucks and do it or a hundred bucks, whatever. But yeah, I can afford to spend the hundred bucks, but man, I'm like, why am I going to make these guys richer when they're, they're gouging dude? Yeah. They're gouging. It's like getting these masks. I was at freaking Lowe's the other day and these masks, these like Chinese made masks before when they, someone's made in China, they would at least try to make sure that the Chinese 
light writing was flipped around that it was all English that you felt like you were buying something maybe made here. Now at Lowe's, you go there, write the checkout counter. There's all these, they don't even take out the boxes, dude. They leave the gray box there, all in Chinese, all in Chinese, all in, Man, or in Mandarin or Cantonese. They leave it in there and they don't even separate us. So you got to pick it out of the box and it's all Chinese and a little bit of English. And they're charging $33 oh. for like a box of 50 masks. So Yo, they uh, bought a sea can of those. They're yeah, getting man, you, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, they're getting you. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm cool with, man, I'm cool with spending money, but I just don't like get gypped because I'm like, man, at the end of the day, don't matter how much money you have, um, keeping lifestyles the same is what I'm, what I really try to do not to kind of make it up and down. Like just cause I got money, I don't want to go buy three Lambos. Right. But mm-hmm. I, I would say that I can. And I think maybe for the purposes of YouTube, I might, because I'm like, cause we live in a stupid flex world right now. You know, so I thought, this is what Mina and I were discussing, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, um, I bought the Rolex when I should not have bought it. Yeah. I'm buying the Harley when I probably should not have bought it. Yeah, but just I so bought you know, my Audi when I should have probably yeah. not have bought it. Yeah. I've been to 17 countries when I probably should not have. And it's like, it actually all for us anyways is going to benefit us. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, man, I, I think you should live, right? Live. Like, I'm a big liver. You, you got to live your life. I mean, I've done the same thing. I've spent money on stupid stuff. I've lost money. I, uh, a perfect example is I, I invested, this is going back to when I was 20, 19, I invested 10 K I tried to work hard and I, I got 10 K together and I met some dude and he was investing in, uh, in the stock market. And I spent, gave him 10 grand for some pre secured shares. And these shares basically was 10 G's. And then I gave it to him and, he gave me these founder shares for his company, his tech company back when the internet bubble was around and these, these shares blew up and from a 10K was worth 105K, but I couldn't sell it because they were secured. Uh, they're secured, so you could only sell them after one year. Well, guess what? One year later, the things were worth like eight cents. Yeah. So my 10K was <clears throat> worth like 300 bucks. So I've seen the rise of money and I've seen the fall of money. And and now, like, because I've seen, obviously, like, you know, for anybody, like, it takes no brains to buy real estate 10 years ago and, and you cannot not have wealth today. I mean, I don't care who you are. If you bought real estate 10 years ago in any sort of spectrum and you just bought a bunch of it, that stuff would have gone up. You would have made money. And obviously you're smart because you're successful, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't think that makes you smart. I just think that gives you wealth. So right now I would say that I'm the wealthiest I've ever been because I've refied some buildings. We can talk about that in a bit, but, but now my, my thing is that I don't feel any different. Mm -hmm. People might look at me like I'm different. They see a bank number that they wish they had, but I don't think that changes anything, man. I, I, I'm not, I don't think, I know it doesn't change anything because I don't, I'm not a different person today. I'm the same dude. I still live the same life. We all, not like, at the same time, there's guys above me that have way more money than me and I'm a little freaking fly, right? You know, so you'll never be happy in the number game you get. You just want to be better than what you are today. And because I've got, to, yeah. and you set your standard this high and there's lots of podcasts and lots of ideas out there of keeping your, you know, your lifestyle the same way, keeping it like just over, frugal or whatever, right? You know, and there's different ideologies about that. But man, I want to be able to go buy the bike and not worry about it. I want to yeah. be able to buy the, the thing and not worry about it. I want to be able to just go somewhere and not worry about it. Or or even better, man, if my parents get sick and I have to cut a check to, for them to fly to the US to go get surgery or whatever because it costs 200K, I'll do it because I don't want them waiting, the, you know, in the Canadian lineup for two and a half years until they wither away, right? I don't yeah. want that. I'll just pay the bill. So that gives you the opportunity and gives you that freedom that you can spend that dough, right? So that's the only reason I would say that it, it, it thing, but, but now I got a whole new problem where I'm like, I got all this cash. What the hell am I going to do with it? Yeah. And I'm scared of real estate because I'm kind of walking away from it. Over these years, right? Yeah. So, so for me, it's a whole new journey for me. I'm going into a new realm where I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this money. Yeah. And so it's, everybody's got a problem, man. It doesn't make a difference where you're at. We're all trying to solve something, right? You know? 
So it's like you said, just because you were able to achieve this wealth doesn't make you any smarter. I mean, no, you, you would have no. you would have learned a lot. And I know this personally, just of being in the game three years, you learn a lot about business, about sure, man. contractors, about financing, about insurance, about you know, working with a power team, you learn a lot of shit over a few years. Oh, man, so I can't, like, you've been in the game three times longer at least yeah, um, yeah. than I have. So like, you've definitely learned, but that doesn't mean you have the answer for yeah. where to, you know, man, money I, right I, I give props to guys that have, that have started businesses and their family depends on it. They've taken risks and they've gone bankrupt. Those guys yeah. for me are like, man, I respect those guys like crazy. And, and for me, I'm like, I'm like, those guys are stronger in my mind than me. I've always felt like I felt like I gradually started. I mean, I'm 37 now. If I took major risks, I would have probably been where I am today at 30. I think, yeah. I, I don't know. You never know. Like nobody knows. Right. But for me, I was always like, and, and I've talked about this, not, in, not on the internet, but I've talked about this to anybody that would listen is that I'd always have a job that paid me X amount of dollars that would cover all my base debt. And then anything above that was funny money, toys, games. Uh, I mean, in the sense of like entrepreneurship, right. I would just try different things, fail, fail, fail until it worked. Or just, or just take lengthy, like look at a long-term vision in, in anything you build. So that for me was always fun. So the car business allowed me to do that because you could just sit at your desk, do work that was, you know, that was entrepreneurship and, and build that. And then, you know, you get paid when a customer walks in, you sell them a car or whatever, right? And you hone your skills and those customers give you information that are relative to what's going on today because you're stuck indoors and you know the deal, man, you start indoors, yep. you don't learn shit. You learn shit from other people, right? So I think keeping your ears and eyes open and that, and, and the base layer of making money, man, I get it is, is leaving that, but where it's tough is when people take the, the, the stress home and then they got they, at home, the stress is there to make money. And, and I think if you're with a partner, this is the other thing I want to talk about as well. If you're with a partner that's always grinding you for money or like, does not, doesn't, doesn't let you spread your wings, man. Um, and not, they're not going to say, go out and go do your thing. They'll all kind of work with you, but you need somebody like that. Yeah. Right. If somebody's depending on you or, or like my wife's a perfect example, she's, she's under, she's got the concept today where if we go look at a couch, right, a perfect couch and, and it's like 5,000 bucks, she'll, I'll say like, can we get something like 2,500 bucks, like two grand? Not cause I'm cheap. Cause I'm like, man, five days later, kids are going to jump out and destroy it. I'm like, what's the point? Just cause you like it a lot. Like let's, let's talk about it tomorrow and see what you think, you know? And, and it's like, from, we're both sales guys in the sense that like, we're like, well, just make the decision today. Who cares? It's only money. You got it. Right. But it's not, man. It's it's always trying to like, once you feel like you can get anything or anything in this world's attainable, like materialistically, you lose a part of you. I think you still want to, you still want to claw, right? You know what I mean? So sort of claw and learn, don't you think? I, yeah. It's a fascinating perspective. Um, well, that's, what I, that's what I think. It is. Well, no, it, that actually makes a lot of sense. And you're coming to me with that information at a time in my life where I'm so young, so hungry, sure. no, no uh, kids, no anything like that where I have to, Yep. be like way more fiscally for responsible sure, sure. so like right now i kind of do feel like i can have whatever the whatever fuck i want, I want. Yeah. which is awesome but i do expect that that somewhat gets yeah. um you know sanded down a little bit as you get more dependence and people sure, like man. that for um, sure and people, also, and people that watch your stuff right so well exactly will be the same case uh, Go ahead. and i have uh, a really young family right like my grandma was 21 when she had my mom and then my mom was 21 when she had me sure. so my family's uh young right so like i'm not necessarily thinking right now like shit we might have a surprise medical bill or some something like that but of course they always come when you're not expecting it when you're the most poor but (laughs) it's just like everything else um but uh i mean i'm particularly hungry right now um and i've been converting a lot of my energy 
into sort of business building and seeing how far we can take it. Yeah. So like I started out with contracting, well, I started out, whatever. I've told my story enough on here, but I started out with Matt contracting, then wholesaling, then building the wholesale business. Then I got my mortgage license, which was a very good vertical integration. Yeah. Now, um, just the other day, uh, formed an interesting corporation that's going to start buying large multifamily. Okay. So if you're selling, I'm buying. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's not negative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> negative. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, all of this is to say, like, I'm at a point where I want to be hungry. And for me, some of the material things push me hard yeah. because there's not should, much, else I, much else I really yeah. want yeah. right yeah. now. So it's just like. Yeah. I don't know, like right now I'm kind of like, I kind of want a Porsche. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. And yeah. so like, you know, that's a random hundred thousand expense. Or I could be like, okay, I could have that. I, but maybe I'll settle for the, uh, yeah, the I, Cayman. I'll just quickly on one of your points you made. I, I think the important piece that you said was, so real estate license. So I have my real estate license and nobody knows that I sell houses. Like I don't think anybody that I even, even have my buddies don't even know I sell houses, but I got it. So I'm always talking from a mindset perspective is I got it only for one reason. And that was to sell my own shit. And I could, I could research uh, for, for when I was at Audi from the customers that walked the door. If somebody said like, Hey man, like I want to buy a, whatever, hundred thousand dollar, a seven fully jammed, whatever. And, and then I would just geo warehouse them, which yeah. is our thing. I would just basically see where they lived. And I'm like, okay, but you live in like in a $150,000 house. You're just coming to me to flex because you want to check the cars and you want to go for a free test drive. Right? So that was one thing that would kind of vet them. Yeah. I could check the geo warehouse and, and, and I could also see from, and then the third thing is I could see obviously what came for sale and what deals there were. I could kind of understand what my properties were worth, right? You know, ahead of the time and what, what real estate agents in the city were actually grinders and I would sell stuff crazy prices, right? So that would, to me, at least I get to know the city a little bit better. So I don't, I, but, but people have asked me to say like, man, when you get your license, you make money, do you sell houses? That is not why I got it. And yeah. that is not any intent. That's actually probably 10 on my list, but that's number one on most people's list. So, um, it's just kind of the opposite of what people think, man. I, everything I feel like I've ever said or done is always the opposite of what people think. And my wife would always say, like, something's like, that's weird thinking. And I'm like, it's not really weird thinking. It's just like thinking that everybody else doesn't think, you know? So I don't know, man. I just don't know, you know? And But I've been wrong. Here, perfect example is like when the stock markets took a big shit kicking for COVID, they've obviously pumped up. And I thought it was just going to be a little bump. And I thought it was going to freaking shatter down again. And it didn't. Yeah. It just rifled back up again, you know? Dead cat bounce. Exactly. Big dead cat bounce. And I'm thinking, like, man, I've got some some serious puts or some shorts happening for January. And I'm thinking like, man, it's going to be short, but I, but again, I know that it's gambling as I do the real business, but I just take the opposite approach of everybody. It's called a contrarian approach. Somebody told me the last couple of years or whatever, but it's the opposite, man. And I do the opposite and I feel like it's worked so far. And then that's what I'll continue to keep doing. Right. So and that's not going to change the way I am because it's exciting to see if it's worked or it didn't work or, and it, you adapt your style, but, but that was your real estate kind of thought process of, of where you've gone. Right. And so you're yeah. growing, man. And which is awesome to see. And, I think that's the whole setup here, right? The whole setup is, is growing and, and doing something. And, um, but in, in terms of cost and spending the money is that like, I won't, I know right now I can buy whatever I want. I can go buy a million dollar boat. I can go buy a freaking P1 or two Aventadors or whatever the hell I want to buy disposably to flex right on the internet. But at the end of the day, what do those people bring to you? And I, I don't, I find that the value of a bunch of people just wanting from you. And I go through my DMS and I see people that just, all they want is want, they just want shit from me, you know? And it's, and I mean, I give, and I give as much as I can, 
Um, but at some point it's just like, I'm like, you guys got to go through the process, right? Like you have to go through the process. Cause if you don't, you don't spend that money on the watch. You don't spend money on that. And that's deflating, man. If you've got like seven grand in your bank account and you spend four grand on a watch, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Right. No, it's a lot of money. It's a percentage of what you have. So yeah. I, I think, man, you have to go through the process and you got to kind of grind it out. But, but to be a grinder, you got to take risks and you got to, you got to take risks. You got to just, you got to lose. Like I told you, the guys that give respect to the guys that have tried, failed, gone bankrupt with a family and they still work because we live in Canada, man. You're not going to be broke. The government's always going to feed you. What are you worried about? Yeah. You're wor- you, and you say, I don't have a roof over my head. Well, you've got family because everybody knows somebody knows somebody that can't put a roof over your head. All you're scared about is that all you're scared about either your wife's going to freaking punch in the back of the head, you know, or you're going to be a loser, but who cares, man? Who cares? Like I meet people, I meet people that have a lot less money than me, but they have a great, like four kids and busy family. The house is a mess, but they're happy because the kids drive and give them happiness. Right. You know what I mean? And there's some other guys or other single dudes that have tons of money, but no family, no, no real pure relationship. And they're also happy from all the stuff they spend on. Right. And I mean, you might be a little close to that point of it because you're, you know, you're young, single and having a good time with your life. Right. You know what I mean? But you will transition to that. So you just got to figure out where in your life you're ha- most happy. Right. So, I think man, mindset is key and, and dollars, obviously which is a dollars millionaire show. So let's maybe get back into that a little bit more as opposed to the soft shit. But well, what's so, your why? Cause that's uh, what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. I mean, dude, I've come full circle, right? I mean, I, I started at the beginning and I've got like, um, I mean, if you want, I can show you, a, a, I can show you a flex shot of my bank account that I just got two, two deposits on and they equaled like, and this is 75%. I pulled in 2.2 million bucks. That's sweet. So I got two and two and a half million bucks. Just something. liquid. Just like yeah. just on just on one corp, just on these buildings. So I've got like, where do I put it? You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. like a flex, right? But does it make me any different? Hell no. Now I'm like, fuck, I'm totally problem. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do this money. Because before I didn't have to worry about it, just cash flow, right? So but like even just the way you're talking about it though, it's yeah. just the the game, right? It's a game. It's it's, a game. it's all a game. It's a game. But yeah. it's like really the process of the game is I think where we get our satisfaction, right? Like totally. because totally. you're totally. not just gonna check out now that you've got this oh, couple commas, no, right? No, no. It's the commas yeah. are cool because no. now you can afford to take the time to think about what the next maneuver is. Bro, humans will be. don't man, humans don't change their you know what anybody that anybody has grandparents will tell you. Um, that if their grandparents are going to keep and hoard stuff, they're not all of a sudden going to change their mind and then start throwing shit out. Yeah. They're going to hoard. So if yeah. you're used to grinding and figuring shit out, you're going to grind and figure shit out forever. Right. You know what I mean? If you're a caring, nice person, you're a caring, nice person forever. You're not all of a sudden going to change and be an asshole. Right. You know what I mean? So people are consistent in the way they are. And, and I think that men, like right now, I'm just honestly, this is the funny part is part of me doing podcasts and getting out there is I want to find other humans and, and guys out there that just need a guy like me to partner up with to help them push their next business because I, I I do have lots of business in my mind that I want to do but I also need support right yeah. I need another guy like me or like you or whoever out there that would like to get into something or say hey you know Mike I've, I have this whatever this business selling LED lights and it's doing well and we're the first one in Canada to have this stuff we just need warehousing are you interested I'm on board you know so yeah that's the type of stuff I like to stuff like to see kind of like I wouldn't say a venture capitalist or an angel investor but that's kind of the process when you get some money that's what they do right because you want to get, let the young seeds grow, man. Like guys like you, right? So yeah. that's where I'm at right now. And I'm, that's what I'm in the hunt for. Like that's my, my next why is that I'm looking for dudes and dudes that are like, man, they want to grow, right? Like, so I, and the only reason, the only reason I'm not doing this right now with, with Andrew, yourself and whoever's in the future is because I come full circle. I have the confidence right now to say, look, man, I started with this much money, which is fuck all really. <laughs> and then I bought, bought, sold, sold, sold. And now I've got two big buildings. I pulled money out. I still have lots of equity in there. 
because obviously they've advanced and now I'm full circle. I got some money. So I full circle. Nobody can tell me nothing. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, now I'm like, now my next step is about giving back. They call it giving back, but I would say like just feeding, feeding the whole tube. Right. You know yeah. I mean? So and like, you'll never, I don't think you'll ever lose by doing that. Right. If, no, if, no, you might make no, a bad man. business decision, lose some money yeah. here or there, yeah. but like yeah. all, all yeah. the relationships and the impact you have over time is really what it's all about. Right. That's it, man. There's no, at, at this stage, there's, there's no losing for me, but there's no losing for anybody that gives it a shot. Yeah. Right. There's no, there's no losing. The only losers are sitting at home watching this and then watching something else after this and not doing something with the information. Yeah. Right. So that's so true. Right. It's true. But, and that happens, unfortunately, so much, man. Happens so a much. lot. Yeah. Um, so much. So, yeah, that's interesting, man. I love the full circle element. Because yeah. honestly, like, I've never, I've had a lot of opportunities to fail in the last, Bro, well, still my young, entire man. life. Don't but in still, the last three years, dude, I've failed so many times. But every single time I do, it's literally such a blessing. Because then you learn, it is. It is. you learn that next level of partnership or that, that next level For of sure. trust, For that sure. next level For of sure. due diligence. For like, sure. One, like one, one warning I should tell people that are watching this, I used to say that, the failing is important, but the failing is just practice for when shit hits the fan yeah. for everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're not going to live this amazing life forever. I mean, you'd hope so, but at some point we're going to go into a, a situation where we're all trying to figure it out and we're all kind of, you know, like losing, right. We're, the whole society is losing and, it, and you try to pick a winner out of that. That's going to be the interesting part because right now, man, everybody's they're printing money like crazy. Everybody's got yeah. money. Freaking art, like anything. If this is obviously, if you're watching this, you're obviously watching this in COVID time and, and you'll, and you'll know if you go search for a boat, you search for anything toy related, right? So boat, RV, uh, expensive car, anything fun, anything fun, cottages, whatever it is, it's all gone up in price. So if everything's gone up in price right now, it's like, we're all printing money. So everybody's kind of got money or access to money, right? So what happens when that all changes? Like, are we going to have access to money forever? Or because if that happens, our money's worthless. Yeah. Right. So exactly. you're like, so all this practice really is that all this, practice failure is only really for when times really get shitty because that is when the fucking true substance is going to come through in my opinion. Right. So, um, so I just like, man, I just get really worried and scared for people that are just sitting at home. I don't even say sitting at home because people make money sitting at home, but I would say just, I would just say like hack where they're at. Like if people say, man, I'm happy where I'm at. And I say that too sometimes, but the happy when you're at, I'm, when I say it, I'm like, what the hell did I just say? Why the hell am I happy where I'm at? I'm not happy where I'm at. I'm trying to get better. Yeah. You know? So yeah, man, I think that's the whole like grind, like the whole like keep moving mentality, right? So, or, 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 or keep the system you have, but just tweak it and make it better, right? So, I don't know, man. I just feel like, I just feel like I sat it. So, I, I bought a trailer for anybody that doesn't know. I bought a trailer because you can't travel anywhere right now, right? So, I bought a trailer to, to just, just for the fun of it, put it behind my truck and pull and go to a, a campsite and, or uh, whatever campsite. And sitting there for, we're sitting there for two days and I kind of got bored and I'm like, I don't know if I can live this life, like sitting here. I, you know, now I'm really putting that time and effort to, to spend with my, my wife and my son so I can kind of make that as, as best I can have memories, right? So I know that that is the result of what I'm doing. But from a, from a gangster entrepreneur mindset, <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough, right? You know, so I'm sure a lot of dudes that watch this are like, man, but I have to spend family time and how do I make family time work and that, and that work? But I would just say try to involve them until they really hate it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what point was that? When did you find that you out? Know? Um, I think the, I think that the whole key is that you got to get your, your partners involved in what you do until they, and then they can see results, right? When they can see results, then yeah. they can kind of be on board and support you. Right. Yeah. So that's key. And not every, and I mean, like, I know a lot of guys that are in, in specific spaces with women and they're not part of their whole core. Like they're not yeah. involved in it. And then they find like, Oh, my wife's not interested. 
well, man, she has got to see some results from it first. And when mm-hmm. she sees results, she might be, she might, you know, she, it might make more sense it. to her. So, um, one sec. You, you keep chatting. This, this is crazy. Nobody ever <laughs> the doorbell here. Oh, no worries, man. Drink some water. Drink some water. I'm just gonna guess. I'm just, I'm just gonna guess, yo. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, fucking, I'm just gonna put holes everywhere. Did Did you guys, can, I hope the mic grabbed that. Oh, the guy, this guy just shows up at the house. We're here at the mansion recording today. He's like, hey, I'm drilling some holes. Do you have your property survey? No. no man, He's like, know. okay, well, I, <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna guess. Okay, yeah, dude, I'm no, sure it's insured. Go for it. Yeah, man. Go kill yourself. So. Uh, that's fucking, dude, that's wild. Uh, that never happens. Um, well, anyways, we're back. We're, we're, back, we're, back, we're, in we're back in business. We're back in, if you're in still life, listening so. to this, you're just as crazy as we are. So, yeah, man. So, so that's uh, that's yeah, that's kind of the story. I think just keep grinding, you know, keep grinding. But uh, for me, uh, selfishly speaking, because this podcast is about me. Sorry, boys. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, um, it just it just putting like I was I was saying this on the on Andrew show as well. But it's all surface level. So everything I do is surface level. So I explained mm-hmm. to him is like you have a whole bunch of pools, and each pool is a different business, and I don't die into the pool really deep i just service level it and if it works i go a little bit deeper but i stay always close to the top so i can get air to breathe you know so that's the easiest way to put it so anything you touch don't go full circle full in for me at least right because i'm all about like multiple streams of income um and that's the other thing when people ask me they're always like man like how do you not know your numbers or like what you know how many properties and they're so into the property game because they are only thinking that that's their deep that's their deep end right yeah. property for them is their deep end for me it's surface and it's done well and, and it's bought more bought more bought more but i would say that it's 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 i don't care it pays the bills it doesn't it doesn't drain me every month at all it's the opposite so for me i don't think about it now if it was yep. draining me i would probably more deep end to try to cure those issues and then come back to come back to to a floor right but um but everything so anyway so this this shirt i'm wearing it's called accelerate so this is a youtube channel that um, me and my buddy ian we're we're doing on uh, on cars so we're reviewing cars i, I left the car business in december um, because part of, can I talk to you talk about that? Is that cool? Yo, dude, yeah. the description, by the way, anybody listening at home or watching, if you can't see this sick shirt, uh, will be in the notes. Notes. Yeah. Subscribe, subscribe. So, um, quick thing about, so I was at, I worked for this car dealership at Audi for 10 years and essentially, uh, what was happening was I was getting a management was trying to make a kind of a, we were kind of a small and pop dealership. And then we tried to become a bigger dealership. And what happens with that is you want the structure. And what structure does is give people ladder, like the ladder, climbing ladder bullshit, right? So um, I never wanted to be a manager for me. I just, I like the communication of, of, of humans and I like to talk to people and stuff like that. So uh, what was happening was, is I, you get to a 10 year mark that I was with them and uh, that specific dealership. And I got to over a thousand customers. So for me, I feel like I graduated. So the next step for me was either in the car business was a manager and I'm not a manager guy. So I told them, I said, look guys, this was, in, I told them in September, I said, look, I'll give you a month to think about it. But I have this YouTube channel that I've had for about six months now and I get about 6 million impressions uh, from it. So I get a lot of traction talking about Audis and uh, I want to basically, I I can dominate the 30, the 25 or say 20 to the 40 age group. And I just want to really focus and hone on on these people and, and work from home on the internet and just grind the internet game for cars. Right. You know, 
and uh, and once that's done, and I'll only come to the dealership by appointment only. I don't want to show up the dealership and be, because I've been there the longest, I'm the youngest, longest serving Audi sales guy in Canada. So by being this person is that anybody has questions, they're coming to me and I'm free, man. I'm free information, right? So I'm constantly getting all, this, all these free questions that people want. And what was happening was that like anybody came to service or anybody walked through the door or bought a used car. Perfect example. A guy comes in, buys a car from his buddy or whatever, and then needs to figure out these buttons, what do they do or whatever. They come ask me. So I get fed up. So I said, like, I'm just done talking to freaking people for free, you know, and it's not that it's free. It's just a waste of time. I'd rather invest my time in like all these other things that I'm doing. Right. You know what I mean? So I said, work, work from home and be more effective in what I was doing and uh, work from home and only come like if I had 10 appointments on Sunday, I'd show up. So as I went to, I approached them, told them all this information and they said negative. You have to sit at your desk and it's selfish for you to think that you can just work from home part time, whatever. Uh, and I said, well, I'm hundred percent commission based. There's no point me working any other way. Like why would just, I not want to sell it? Right. So, and, and like, really what I'm hearing is like, this was lacking your why, right? Like this yeah. was lacking impact. Like this was not changing anybody or helping anything or moving no, the needle. Either. No, no. I mean, I, I just saw like, it's better for the clients. They show up when they want, it's better for the dealership because I'm commission based. They only pay me when I sell a car. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I said, I'll train the person that I'm, that's going to replace me. So now you'll effectively have a graduated system. It's 10 years in 1000 cars or more and they can work from home. And then you, I train the person that's gonna replace me. So the person that sits there at the desk with new people that walk the door will sell X amount of cars and I'll sell X amount of cars and they'll increase production, right? So anyways, they didn't agree to it, unfortunately, short-term thinking. And then, uh, and so I quit. So I, I said, I gave him one month and I said, look guys, you know, I'll give you one month. I'll, I'll support you on this one month and I'll help whatever you need. And, uh, and I was cool with it. You know, I, they have their thoughts on why they'd said no and I have my thoughts on why I left. So yeah, um, I left. And that, at that point I wanted to just kind of take one year off and spoke, you know, focus on family and then, you know, COVID hit. So when COVID hit and sorry, just back it up one quick second. The reason I actually stayed till this to, to the end of that year is for my T4s for my refi. So that's also an important piece to remember. I, I could have left people always ask me like, why are you still working at cars? And man, I got treated like, I still get treated like shit when I have to sell cars to people because I'm still a guy and I'm not going to sit there and say, hi, you want to buy an Audi? And then they question me on certain things and I just kind of come back and they're like, well, what do you know? And then I'm like, I'm not trying to flex with you, buddy. I'm next. just trying to tell you that every, every level you'll get treated a certain way. And that's something you, I really grounded me to keep me like at bay, regardless of how much money I had. So I think that for me is that man is that COVID hit and, and I realized like what, I asked for before is a perfect setup today. Working from home, oh, appointment well, only. I would have crushed it on their on the, from their perspective, right? But now that I'm free, man, I could never go back. Yeah. I could never go back. But I was patient. I waited. Like that was the whole key. I was patient. I had a good gig. I worked worked at stuff. I left. I mean, I, I left a hundred thousand dollar job. I mean, it would be between a hundred and a hundred and thirty five. I think that was the most I ever made there. Which for being like number four in Canada for sales totally sucked because if you're number four in Canada for real estate sales, you're making like 5 million bucks, but yeah, the car business doesn't pay well for anybody who wants to know, but it gives you flexibility and it gives you a T4, which unfortunately the Canadian financial systems fucking love for some reason. Yeah. They love that shit, right? You can make way more money as a contractor, but they don't care about you. So um, anyways, that's a whole new freaking conversation. But I, I think man, for me, the base helped and the T4 helped to get refinanced. Cause now when I, when I put those applications to CMHC for my big takeout, it was easy. Like yeah, they worked there, right? It was yeah, easy. Like sure. they love seeing, they love seeing paperwork and they love seeing that stuff. So, um, so anyways, back to accelerate. So this YouTube channel was, was, is basically the, is me and my buddy Ian who does all the recording for us. Uh, and, uh, it's, yeah, man, we're crushing it. Dude, we're, I shot this video and these dude, videos your videos are, are fucking wild. 
Like they're, they're awesome, actually man. so good. That's the all Ian, man. That's the production quality is it's out amazing, of yeah. control. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, it's embarrassing. embarrassing. If you go over <laughs> to Accelerate and like watch the production value on these videos, yeah, it's man. fucking they're mental, they're dude. They're that sick. dude, the Ferrari, I think he's our neighbor. Yeah, he's neighbor, yeah. I'd love it if you could introduce this someday. But holy smokes, man. This this video, go watch. It's yeah, so man. ridiculous. It's like, anyways, yeah, link below or above, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, dude, it's, it's awesome, man. And that keeps me now, it's still kind of tied into the car business. So, it's fun. Uh, it, it's fun, man. Yeah. So like I, I'm the only guy, as far as I know, I'm the only guy in Canada that has an automotive, like dedicated YouTube um, platform, like not platform, but YouTube space. Like it's, it's, it's a car dealership. It's a car space specifically for YouTube. So, That's um, so it, it wasn't going to be actually, I actually set it up because I, 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 mean, I know a lot of people in this city. So I set it up to just be a boutique car dealership. That's what my original intent was. Um, and I, so I applied and I got all my paperwork to do it and make it. And I might do that in the future. Like once the YouTube channel grows to a certain level, I might just kind of, you know, do some boutique cars or any of my viewers want to, you know, have a unique car they want to offload, they can consign it. So I might go down that, that path, but right now it's just a beautiful space and we're doing cars in it and we're doing cars in it. Right. Like so, that's, what's really cool about entrepreneurs and like yeah. maverick types like us is actually yeah. the last time you and I had lunch, we went out for tacos or something and you were really excited about that, yeah, man. that yeah. paperwork and that getting that accepted. But at the same time, like I think not being married to specific ideas yeah. as your interests and yeah. as your why changes, changes is yeah. a really cool, man. I it's know, a really I know. cool it's, thing that's that funny people that. arrive yeah. to, right? Yeah. yeah. They all have, this, they have to get this vision done. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I don't care. Like, yeah. So the cool part about it, like, I just want to give you guys a bit of an outside perspective now looking at what this whole like thing is, but cause it's all kind of, it all kind of interrelates to everything. Right. And it's one big sort of circle, but so the building that this, the building that houses, the YouTube channel that will potentially maybe house the dealership is uh, is split in half with my roofing building. So I bought the building. So this has a building. So I own the building free and clear and the building is split in half and half of it is my YouTube stuff, which costs me nothing. Like I'm paying taxes on a portion of it, but it's nothing really. There's no debt on the building. So the, essentially my YouTube is free. That's almost so free, right. Yeah. And, and my, my production from it is from my partner. Um, so we split the revenue half and half and we, so he does, so it commit, it gets him committed to being with me and staying with me. I'm committed to staying with him because he does awesome work. So I love him and he loves me. We love each other in that space, you know, in that sense. And, uh, and then like, as YouTube grows, we get excited about it. And now, um, so now instead of going to dealerships, cause I used to just go to the, each dealer and say, Hey man, can I, can I get a car for me to review? And they were just looking at me like, eh, well, we don't know much about you. I just said, fuck it. I just went directly to manufacturers and I said, like, this is one video we should do. Dude, that's sick. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about it, man, is that like anybody can do reviews, right? And I'm not yeah. the greatest at it, but what I can do that's a little bit different is that by going to a manufacturer, I can criticize the product. Mm -hmm. I can't criticize the product when I take it from freaking, you know, John's Toyota because John's going to be like, man, I gave you my car. What come to say such bad things about my camera? Like, dude, the camera's a piece of shit. It's not, but that's my point, right? You know, yeah. like I can say those things when I take it from the manufacturer because they they want my honest opinion, you know? So I think that's why people like it and that's why people watch. But at the same time, man, people want real. They don't want, like, I don't want to watch a car commercial from every YouTuber I watch. I want to find some criticism, some issues, well, some relation. Right? I saw you uh, yeah. driving, it was a nice luxury SUV and you were taking it with the family, whatever. And it, it's your passion, man. That's what actually makes it so yeah, interesting. It's true, it's true. But it is like being transparent, right? Because like yeah. you were driving it, you're like, this is fucking stupid. And I can't remember what it was, but it was, I think it was the e-tron or something, but you're like, this is such a stupid thing that's happening to me right now. Yeah. And like, there was a few different problems, but yeah. then you also shared all the pros. Yeah. 
but it's like your time in the industry, uh, your dedication to making good content and then being yeah. passionate and truthful. Yeah, it, it, it is content. tough, but it is, it is tough. Like, I mean, like I tried to do two cars this week and it's tough to get your mind and to get like, you know, like I've got, I've got three roofing projects. I got one renovation project. I've got, you know, four people that have moved in, moved out, which I don't really look after that often anymore. Um, you know, I've got movement, right. And I've got these two cars and I got to go to Toronto, which is about two hours from here to pick up cars from head office back. And I got to deliver cars. So, I mean, it's a lot of movement, right. You know what I mean? And because I want to have that touch with the person at head office, I don't want to get somebody else to come pick up. So I have to be that person, right. You know what I mean? And I have to, so there's a lot of movement. How do you get the, the brain space to think, you know, but at the same time, I, at night I watch like, I really like Hassan Minaj and I like the way he's like, like, creative comedy comes across. So like I try to pick up from certain dudes of like how their comedy is. So then like this YouTube channel for me is like awesome because it makes me practice and hone my skills to be a better person in front of the camera. Yeah. You know, right. And that is sure. like, man, that to me like awesome. You know, even if I suck at it, I don't care. Cause the good thing about YouTube is that people can write all kinds of shit, but they're not saying to my face all the time or like confronting me. They're just like putting their snippets and that's cool. You know, the goods and bads. Right. So it's an experience that you do and you try because it's a journey for me, man. Just like you with your Rolex, you buy and shit. Yeah. It's a journey for me to be in front of the camera and talk. And even starting these podcasts are awkward, right? Like, how do you start? Like, okay, man, tell me about your life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just a guy, man. Hi. I'm just a dude. Nice guy. to meet you. <laughs> you know, yeah, so no, for sure. It's all new, man. It's all new. And I think that that's what keeps us younger. I want to be young forever, dude. I don't want to be old. Right, man. You know what, what? dude? You're killing it. Fucking you know, red R8 convertible. That's oh, good. That's that's good. That's that's good. That's <laughs> It's funny. I've been looking at like the last couple. Of, I thought with COVID, man, I thought that I thought that some of the stuff with people will get smoked and Level some up, shit. Yeah. yeah. So I've been looking like I've been looking at some fucking serious cars to add to the stable, you know, just from a flex standpoint, man. Because I don't. I've always never wanted to be in really old dude with fancy cars. Like, yeah. Not nothing against it because I, that's where you get wealth and I get it. But I feel like the younger you are and the cool shit you can get is when you really need it, man. Like my mom would always tell me. She'd always say like. You know what? Like when you're young, you want to have the money so you can go out and spend and have fun. When you get old, you don't need the money. Yeah. You need the money for health shit to pay doctors. But you need the young, you need the money when you're young so you can have to have a good time with your life. And that's what I believe, man. I mean, and everybody I feel should because I mean, obviously, don't spend all your money, but spend some of your money to enjoy your life. And so I cannot get behind like being cheap. You know, I just can't. Uh, to me, I'm like it's not my thing, man. So yeah, that's a, a key point that I always found, and it's literally I remember saying this to some of my friends and family, like, dude, you're fucked. Like when I bought my first Audi, I was like, I don't remember. I, <laughs> I was like 18 or something, and like I was like, I'm buying it, and like I've had a few A4s, and then I got the A5 that yeah. I actually liked, but um, but man, like the first A4 was so crazy. But I'm like, am I gonna like wait until I'm you know, even because th- at that time, 30 was old. So yeah. when I was 18, I'm like, am I going to wait till I'm 30 and working know, in an office all fucking day? I know, I know. And then I, I got know. the car. And then, then I realized and learned a great lesson at that time uh, that I did handcuff myself because I'd spent literally all my resources yeah, on yeah, this car. Yeah. And then I'm like, fuck, now I got to work a job. And then I was in I the trap of going to fucking work every day know, to pay for the car know, that you can't drive because you're at work behind the desk. I know. Sometimes you, people need that pressure to kind of get kickstarted in it. So yeah, it's hard to doubt. It's hard to kind of dog that stigma, but I don't know, man. I, I just think that like, there's a time and place for everything. And sometimes people are like, you know, it's like even like buying a car. Some people want to get the best car they can, but I'm like, dude, if you get the best car you can, then what are you working up to? Yeah. Then you have no appreciation for anything less than that. Right. Mm-hmm. So so I get afraid of that too. I'm like, man, if I buy something that's really crazy off the charts, then like what, what's next, right? What, what's really next? Then I, at that point, I'm like, man, does that really make me happy? Am I going to be happy if I get an Aventador? Probably not. It's just a bigger Gallardo. 
Sorry, I bent it all in. Ah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. shots fired. Boom, boom, Actually, boom. one of my next guests I'm hoping is going to be uh, Dan Crosby, the Lambo lapdog. Nice, man. He'd yeah, probably yeah. take a shit on that. Comic, you know what's funny? Actually, with, which I love. With him, I uh, I actually, I didn't meet him, but I talked to him like, know, at least like 15 years ago when he had Canadian protein, right? Oh, no way. Yeah, because I was like, I was buying from a protein store at the time and, you know, just like any fucking guy in their early 20s, you want to be a fucking jack monkey animal energy, whatever you want to call it, right? So we're all on this, on this fucking trip. And uh, so anyway, like I reached out to him and he had been really good product back then. It was just white label, simple, easy stuff, high quality protein, really, really good job online with pushing that product, you know, and that was a, and to when he kind of came around full circle with you guys. Now I thought, man, that's really, really interesting. And it, it's a, it's a good space that he's still being young and he's still doing this yeah. type of shit. You know what I mean? Because he, man, to him, I give him a lot of respect, man. He started with, he started a company just selling protein and it's been like 15 years now that I've, or 14 years, I think that I've known of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, and dude, small world. Yeah. It's a small Cause world. here we're randomly on this couch and like, I'm from like the <laughs> so, other side of the planet in Collingwood. And like, somehow now we're sitting here talking, know, you know, we've I met know, whatever. I know, I know. It's the craziest thing, dude. And I think that's another thing. Not enough people are talking about. It's like, you know, you, let's just call you a car guy. Like, you're the you were the Audi car guy, but somehow yeah. we're massively related in our yeah. real estate businesses. Sure, sure, and sure. then all of a sudden, oh sure. my God, oh you know the you yeah, know the yeah, Lambo yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. and then it's, it's a small, like it's a small world. Holy yeah. shit! Cars, like, cars do that. You know, cars crazy. do that. And also, um, I also there's also a big like see the the blue and the red behind us here. There's also a big difference between guys that are inherently inherited money from mom and dad, yeah. and there's guys that have made it. You know, like with nothing. I would say nothing because we all kind of get a step. Nobody really makes it with nothing. There's a few ways to get to something, but um, you know, whether it be like for my for me, my mom and dad, they helped me initially. Like where they co-signed with me for a property and then they gave me a small deposit to help me with what I nice. needed. Like I need you know, 80 grand. They came up with 35 or 40 grand at the time to help me, right? To help me that. So we all have a start. Nobody starts from like, I got nothing and I strive for nothing, right? So everybody has a little bit of a start, but there are guys that actually have been inherently given, like my son, for example, will, he won't have the same grind I have. Yeah, right, you, you gotta do everything you can so that he's not a little bitch. Yeah, like, trust me, man. I do. I do. It'll suck, man. It'll, it eats you alive when you're. So I try to make him grow. But my point with the story was, I was thinking about when I was driving here about like self-made versus like not self-made, right? So that Lambo, the Lambo, you know, Dan is his name, like you said. Yeah, I give him respect because he's a guy that would be like self-made. He started with. I know for a fact that he started with a small protein company and now he's freaking ginormous right mm -hmm. so awesome for him and now obviously he's taken the, the weight the tail up but to me that to me has more wealth or more 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 weight behind it than a real estate guy like me or other real estate guys that just bought real estate and then it's gone up a price and we've been like to me i mean that's boring you know i get their systems in place and all that shit but to me like a real business to me excites me and now it might be different for some people watching but for me like real core businesses like with you guys and like man you honestly you guys came from nothing yeah, well, straight. legit. Like, no. You know, you got, you got, and you're not finished. No. So, no. I mean, you know, you're not finished. And are you guys billionaires? No. Are you at the point where you want, you're happy? No. So I think men is like the ones that are, and I'm not saying that all people that mom and dad gave them because mom and dad will train them a certain way, but there's a lot more guys with money that have been given money or have been given the start than, than some other guys, you know, that have not. Right. And those guys I would find would need more credit because man, they started with nothing. And to get to that point, it's a lot harder then if you have already a base layer, you know, well, so the, the failures are more expensive when you have nothing. Yeah, man. And then like, also the timing of it, dude, the timing of it, like it's hard, like time is, time is everything. You can, you can quickly adapt if you got dope, 
right? Yeah. You can quickly adapt and you can put, it still takes balls. Cause I mean, like I can tell you now that I got some money, it takes some balls for me to be like, oh, do I want to spend this much money on this little project? And also the percentage of the money, right? So like take a million dollars. I, how much of that money are you going to invest in something? Like what's 10 grand going to do? Might do a lot, might do nothing. It's, it's, it's so hard to gauge. I find it, I found it was a lot easier for me to kind of cope with it when I had not less money Yeah, because I can grind, I can see it end right Everything now. I'm makes like, sense what's my, point. yeah, what's my end, man? Well, am I going to take this, this 2 million, make it 10 million? Am I going to take this 2 million, make it zero? Yeah. Right. It's hard. It's hard. So I actually, I would like, but to, that's why you're involved right now in such a passion project. Yeah. The yeah, cars, totally, right? Like totally. that makes so much sense totally. from like a, totally. a game totally. perspective, right? Totally. Like, totally. Hey, why don't I just do what makes me happy? And then what I suspect is something will come across your desk for that sure. you're like, for that's sure. Sure. fucking cool. For sure. Let's invest. And then all of a sudden exposure, man. maybe you are putting out people, bigger, right? bigger pieces of yeah. your wealth yeah. out. Yeah. Right? Open up people, talking to people and just doing the projects. And, and then part of the YouTube game, right? Like I said, was to kind of, find people that are working on something that maybe need a push, right? Whether yeah. it be money or opening up a store or whatever, right? You know what I mean? So like what I'd really like to know if people watching is, is there's obviously going to be a, a commercial properties, commercial real estate is going to get hit in some way, shape or yeah. form uh, within the next year or two years or whatever. Right. So when that does happen, what are we going to put in those spaces? Like, what are we going to put, what are we going to build to put in those spaces? Because I want to be part of a project that's going to incorporate that. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited. So if there's anybody out there that's going like digging for stuff, reach out to me and just, tell me like, or work together, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or, or brainstorm because man, I mean, we're in for some exciting times, maybe not financially exciting for a lot of people, but we're getting some exciting times of where the world's going to go because it's a bit of a shakeup. Right. So, yeah, well, and a shakeup, you know, yeah, discounting all the unfortunate shit that happens in it. It's fun, man. Like we're going to see some massive shifts, even like what you were saying, like, is the car salesman really going in to sit at the desk now every day? I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, for mortgages, for me, I can do them for sure anywhere in the world now. Yeah, I can do wholesaling almost anywhere in the world now. For sure, man. Um, and team, right? I never really need to be anywhere, which is fucking awesome. And like, you can control these massive businesses uh, yeah. from anywhere now. Like, I'm yeah. often just in Toronto now, and it's like I run all my meetings, and as long as that yeah. happens, everybody's good. I know, um, man. You got to stay on it. Right? A question cool. that came up as you were talking: Who are some of your mentors? Um, I, I think, I think the, oh, I honestly don't have a lot, man. I, I, it's hard to say, but I'll say in the real estate world, like, um, an example would be Tim Ferriss, obviously not a real estate guy, but we all kind of know Tim Ferriss now, right? Most people do know him. I think obviously reading the book was like, it gave me some blood. I'm like, wow, there's something different than the regular. What? That's crazy. You know, now kids all believe there's something different than the regular. So now it's like, what's the new regular, right? So, um, yeah, so that's like, that was a mentor to get me pushed, right. To be like, oh man, like there's something different. Um, other guys that I just look at other guys lifestyle. So I have a buddy who he does like some repairs and stuff. He's kind of a handyman. He's been divorced twice. He's just kind of like a free spirit. He like, he's a mentor in the sense that he just doesn't care about uh, not caring is a tough way to put it. He just is just free. Like he just, he's a happy go lucky guy. He's always happy. So he's a mentor for me of like personal happiness. You Appreciation. Know I mean? Yeah. He just doesn't care, man. He doesn't take anything seriously, you know? So for me, I've kind of incorporate that. Then I have another buddy that was like, was like, man, like, I don't think you should spend this money on this at the moment. I think you're way you're running is wrong. So really my mentor is everybody. Like my mentor could, I could meet three days from this podcast launching that could reach out to me and say, Hey Mike, man, I saw this thing. I just really think that you shouldn't, that you should take accelerate into a slightly different, you should put, you know, I watch your videos and I think you should add this. And then I build a relationship with that person and that person helps me in the future. So to me, that's a mentor in that space. So I don't think there's one mentor, man. I think we all have multiple mentors, especially if you're doing multiple businesses, right? You need everybody's help. I can't run this shit by myself. 
you know, I, I can't, man. I'm doing a project. I start a project and I'm like, man, do the drywallers go first or should I get the paint the painters in on this room or should I get the drywall? Like I need a mentor. I need to know. And my mentor could be freaking YouTube. So for a lot of kids nowadays, YouTube is their mentor. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know? No, that's the reality, so, man. And we got to leverage the technology and information we have in front of us. Right. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's why sure. you say Tim Ferriss, everybody just thinks for our work. Week, yeah. Right. And like yeah. it's immediate yeah. and it's because how yeah. shareable and I know all these different know. Uh, pieces of information are so accessible these days. But it's more like we all work 400 hours a week. Actually. Well, but that, <laughs> that was actually his point though. If you read between the lines, yeah. he's yeah. like, it's for our work week, yeah. but go fucking bust your ass. Yeah. And Tim Ferriss busts yeah. his ass. So like, yeah. don't get that yeah. one wrong. But nobody's working four hours a no, week man. and if you are you're doing it wrong like, no. and nobody can sit and do nothing for four hours right like you have yeah. to have the energy so like maybe another thing is like how do people get the energy right so it's like passion how do you follow your passion energy or make a change like uh, do something like i think matt was telling me the other day we were just chit-chatting and he's like and i think it was tim ferris thing where he said just do the exact opposite of what is normal just just for one day try the total exact opposite yeah. right so i'm sure that's been talked about a lot but i think that, that that's also a really interesting point because that kind of goes to what i've always believed in you know for the most part and just be thinking out of the box it's hard man society just pushes you a certain direction though so i don't blame the people that have been doing it this whole way it's there's nothing against them or whatever right you know it's just just the way society is built man right don't you think excited society's fucking lied to us you know society's <laughs> got a little twisted for sure you know, right for their own, but I, for their own merits, I do right? think so, though that there is a little bit of danger in how many people in for example my generation are just like oh i can have anything and i never have to work and it's super easy and whatever. And then they get like this weird, like ADD thing yeah. um, where they're like, they can only ever do one thing for like six months to a year, which yeah. it has value. Cause you're almost, you're sampling and learning from each Correct. one of those opportunities, Correct. which Correct. like, okay, I'll give you credit there. Correct. But then like, realistically, I run into this again, just to tie back to, I can only share yeah, my yeah, experiences, sure, sure, but uh, with people that want to get into real estate or want to get into wholesaling real estate. And they're like, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like you can, that you absolutely can. Now the odds of you doing it based on the activity level you're willing to put forward yeah, is perfect. very, very, very unlikely. For and sure. the reality is like, it's fucking hard work and it, it's not, that's not native to wholesaling. Yeah. Hard work is in every car selling it. It's in roofing, exactly. it's in yeah, yeah. contracting, it's in Everything. whatever you want to do. Yeah. But for me, what I've always found is that it usually helps to try and be the best in that space for the time that you're there. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to go as deep as, yeah. so like you said, surface level. Yeah. But I think what you really mean is like be the best at what you're good at Correct. and then fucking yeah. employ or pay whoever yeah. else is going to actually take it deep yeah. if, if yeah. you need to go deep. Yeah, I mean, one thing also what I was saying is that you're also getting to a business that's relatively new, right? Yeah. You're not re you're, you're, are you, I would say that you're not really reinventing the wheel. You're actually starting a kind of a new wheel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would say that I would go deeper for sure. So I would, I would maybe backtrack on a little bit of what I said because starting something new, but for me, I'm starting something that's already been done. Right. It's just that I'm finding the gaps in it to clean it up. Yeah. To, to do it. Right. So it's just like making ketchup in a prettier bottle just because the bot, right? Because you're still yeah. on the same shitty ketchup. You just make it a prettier bottle. So that's what I mean in terms of like staying, staying level. Um, but also one of the things to me, man, is, is the mindset. And I'm a big mindset guy and mindset in the sense of like, why am I doing all these things? Like, do you, I get questions of like, don't you have enough money? But it's not the money. It's the, it's the mind. Think about this. If you're stressed and like, I try to explain this a lot, but if you have five different businesses or three different businesses or even two, two different uniquely different businesses and you're stressed in one you can just take your mind and shift it over to this one 
And that's a totally different set of problems. And that'll take the stress away from this original one. And yeah. you can maybe deploy some data from this one to this one, right? So if you have five of them, you really never get stressed. I never get stressed. I, you could, I can only get stressed in the sense of, of like, maybe there's a lot going on that day, but all that takes is just planning better the day before. But other than that, I don't have any stress. You know, actually I get less stressed the more businesses I open than, than more stress. One business is stressed the shit out of me because I got all my eggs in one basket. Yeah, well, yeah. so that's the freaky thing too about, um, again, like properties and shit. Like people yeah. seem to want to be conservative, but I'm like, no man, you legit have the same number of problems if you have like five properties yeah. as you would with a hundred. Yeah, for sure. Because that's like it's yeah. fucking miserable yeah. when you only have five yeah. and like, yeah. Yeah. things break and you're like, Oh my God, yeah. but you don't have that background to really ground you. Right. Yeah. Like that yeah, other, I, I mean, you know foundation. what, I, 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 there's also something interesting with you, Matt, and the, the whole, like the whole data information, right. You guys have really advanced with cash flow tribe and you kind of moved into a better segment. Um, but I felt for myself and you guys was a bit of a disconnect initially because I felt like, like we have like the boxes here. So this box, this box and this box. Right. So like I always felt like, and, and the only way to really get into real estate is basically start, from beginners to intermediate, right? So, and I felt like, and I, and I know, and I don't feel it right now. I know you guys really dominate that space. You have the beginner to intermediate game totally down path, yep. but I'm not in that space. I'm in this space over where I'm like, from like, I would say intermediate to advanced. I'm not a full freaking gangster building apartment buildings, you know, like 70 freaking unit apartment buildings, but or 70 floor apartment buildings. But so for me, I felt like I get the questions all day long about the beginner to intermediate. And I'm like, every time I get that, which is the explanation of like five units because people, family, friends, and, and people that ask me all the time, they say like, Oh man, I had two rental properties, a big headache. Well, I'm like, yeah, of course, because the first five are shitty. And then from five and up, it becomes a lot easier, you know, and people just, just that explanation, they don't get it. So I find you guys do a really good job explaining all those things from every freaking micro macro, whatever. <laughs> and that's why all the questions I get are from your base asking all these questions. And I'm like, man, I have no idea. I don't have an idea because I've passed that. Yeah. And I was in a different time, right? You know, but but just knowing that information, man, is 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 that you guys you guys conquer that space. And now you're working on the advanced intermediate to advance. And this the next five years for you guys will be a whole new chapter that you will dominate the space and this will be like easy to run. And then now this space you guys are learning, right? Which yeah. is a lot less people in it. Yeah. Right? There's a lot, a lot less guys in it. And then the one tier above me are a lot less guys in it. So it's maybe like five or eight families, right? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how we all have our own journeys and how we get there, you know? So, so for anybody watching this that just starts today, I mean, there's so much data to get you started. Um, but like, you know, the five, the five and up is, is so, so, so good to know, man. And you know that by watching the internet because I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, and I it's the same thing. It turns out about businesses, right? Like I don't yeah, stress man. about my mortgages because I know my wholesaling is working and I've got properties yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and, 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 yeah. and, and, and yeah. right. So, it's so multiple streams of income, right? I mean, that's the whole key. And that's where we have to go. man. And that's what I'm, I'm going to make a YouTube channel. I mean, I think between you, Jeff, Matt, and like Graham and me, Kevin, and, and all those guys, you know, like I think in Chandler now, I think, man, I'm going to have to do it because I feel like I've got so much value to give some, some guys, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? From, from a data perspective, uh, I wouldn't say a technical data perspective, but from, <laughs> from, a, from a just figure it out perspective, you know, of, of how I kind of went across it. Um, because there's, man, there's so much data to know, right? There is so much data to know. And that thought, dude, I'm telling you, if somebody told me when I had four units, Mike, you just have to do one, two or one or two more and it'll get a lot easier. Yeah. That's all they told me. And I mean, I would tell you, dude, there's probably like a ton of people that, that opted out. Because I get that. I hear it all the time. Right? People will say, man, I, I bought a property and it sucked. And I hate, for, I hate tenants. Right? 
Oh, you can say, oh, I own rental properties. Oh, I tried that. I hate it. <laughs> because you didn't best of five, dude. You didn't, pass, you didn't take five laps around the track. You took two laps around the yeah. track, you know? So I know, man, it's, it's so funny. It's just that little piece of information. Yeah. That's it, right? Just that little piece of information that you pick up, you know? So that's uh, awesome, right? So what do you do for fun? Holy moly, Batman. I honestly do this for fun. I enjoy telling my talking. story. Yeah, I enjoy not just always talking, with just people. connecting with people, but man, find, you know what? Having connections and, and finding, there's so much good in the world, man. And there's so mm-hmm. much, I wouldn't say, I'm not positive train BS. I'm just on the, on the try to get, watch people's path and see if they make mistakes. So what really irks me is when people make mistakes and I mean fundamental mistakes that I know for a fact are wrong, right? You know what I mean? There's just those obvious mistakes that are wrong and it fundamentally eats me. So I know, man, I've talked to so many people over the years trying to change their minds on certain things and they don't. And like, I see it in roofing. I mean, roofing, I see it fundamentally. And I'm like, I just, it's fun for me is to try to educate people and change their mind or at least get them to crack their mind a little bit open. So that for me is fun to watch people understand where like, man, you've made it, you're making a mistake. I wouldn't say a mistake. Maybe it's a learning experience, but for a roof, it's not. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you hired this guy and he did the wrong thing. He tried to mix a single, like you try to like a single a swimming pool liner is like some of the roofing stuff of a swimming pool liner. So if you take a swimming pool liner and use it on a roof and try to connect it to another roof that's tar based, well, a swimming pool liner and tar do not mix. They do not stick, you know, a hold, but you hire somebody to do this exact thing. And I'm telling you, you're making the wrong, that's a mistake. There's nothing about that that's right. So to educate somebody and show them that that is a mistake is a win for me. And I feel like that's quote unquote fun, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Been fun, dude. Fun. I have like I love house music. So for fun, fun for me, I'll just put my freaking music on in my shower and I'll just dance in my shower. That's fun for me. Ah, it's my awesome, own time, dude. right? My I music that, in the car. Like when I get these cars to review, I'll turn it up. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, I do have like issues sometimes where I'm like driving in my car top down and I'm loving life, but I also see people that are not as well to do as me, and I feel kind of like weird about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's an intro- in- there's an introspect that I look and I'm like, man, he's not as off as me, so I'm well off or whatever you want to call it, and. I feel bad about it, right? You know what I mean? I feel like I'm flexing the people that can't afford it or whatever, and I feel like a freaking dick, you know? So to me, that's less fun, but I do because I just love the car and I enjoy the outdoor. I love being outside. Like, I like the convertible aspect of it, you know? But that's fun, right? You know? But I think we all have to have our fun, man. And if yeah. you can't have fun, you can't laugh about it. Dude, you know? I'm super into the having fun part because, like, that's, that's what keeps nice. me actually going like a psycho all the yeah, time. Like, yeah. what? why else yeah. would we do it? Because, yeah. like, I've actually had a really hard time trying to figure out what the point is. And yeah. I, I really don't think there is a point. Like, I honestly think you just do it, do it. <laughs> and then yeah. you do whatever you want with yeah. that, yeah. with that yeah. uh, results of just yeah. doing it. So like, cause yeah. there is no point, man. And I talked about this um, before already, but like, like when COVID started, I thought about, Hmm, interesting. Like the world generally sounds like it's shutting down and slowing down. Maybe I'll try that out. And just like you and your camper do. Yeah, yeah, I was totally. like fucking, but I like somehow stretched it out. It was like two weeks of just like, like basically partying and like doing nothing. Yeah, time, yeah. But I was like, this is fucked. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and so yeah. then I'm like, this is like horrible. I need to be moving. I need yeah. to be building. I need yeah. to be uh, exploring how to make my guys better. My yeah, company is yeah, better. Yeah, like it's all a reset. You're doing a reset. You're doing a reset. It was a reset. Yeah, a reset but I mean, reset. Yeah. I think the important part is like not to go to that crazy extent, but like every day, right? Try and do something yeah. fun. Like go, gotta have some go to the gym. I got uh, I like shooting, so I've got some <laughs> sick guns. Uh, and go You're a man's man, buddy. indoor <laughs> shooting and stuff, and cars and like yeah, this Harley, sure. like stuff for like sure. that, man. Yeah, I love enjoy your life, man. 
what you will find though, and I mean, a lot of guys probably watch this can relate, is that your friends will change over time. They, so the yeah. more successful you become or the less successful you become, your friends will change. I think that your friends will stick around you the less successful you become and the more successful you become, your friends will actually leave you. Because yeah. what happens is that you, ch you change, man. You just want more out of life. And um, I just don't have time to waste on, it's, not, it's such a bad thing to say, but I just don't have time to talk about mundane shit. Yeah. And I mean, like, for sure, like, people are like, man, but you've known this guy forever. And I know, man, and I, I love him from a Yeah, but he hasn't changed. But he hasn't changed. And I'm this like- fucking guy's doing the same shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he hasn't changed, but at the same time, I still love him like a brother or whatever. Yeah. And I can, call, I feel like I can call him once a year. And I'm like, that's all I need. That's all I need and he needs. And I'm like, dude, this is like, a perfect example is this. When some, some dudes get a girlfriend or get a new girl in their life, they're freaking MIA. They're vanished, they're gone, right? You know what I mean? Because they're working on their business, on their girl, right? So it's the same thing for me, unless you're in my business, or not even my business, but in my context. And dude, I have like a ton of business. So if you yeah. can't find something to correlate with, with me, then something's wrong with you. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? but, but I feel like, I feel like, man, I, all I need is a one year dude. I don't talk to you for one year. I can shoot you a quick text or I can call you. That's all I need. I don't need, I, I cannot deal with too much emotional people that need my like emotional love all the time you know so those friends they will move they were really good when you're broken and you're 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 you need mending you know what i mean or you don't know where you're at those people give you a lot of time because they have a lot of they have a lot of time for you yeah but when you're busy you're like man i just don't have a lot of time for you and it's no disrespect to you it's just more like i need to focus on me and build me right now you know what i mean and and sometimes man, you just gotta you lose some friends right so that's the problem you become more successful you lose friends so i'm sure there's guys out there that have felt this you know and and just change friends, man, because that's a, that's a whole new thing, you know? So that's why, like, now it's just about educating people that want to learn it, right? And want to be better at their, at their sport. Right? Well, one so. of the challenges with uh, the changing friends things is, you know, it's really awful when you want it more than they want it. And, like, those yeah. people, you know, sure, like man. you were just talking about, sure. you know, you see them make a mistake, but you're like, dude, I know that I want this more than you right yeah. now. So it makes yeah. it really hard for me to yeah. buy in because yeah. right? that's a bad investment. It is. It, does, it comes full circle though, man. People that make mistakes or whatever, even in, yeah. like in the roofing thing, I'll just say it. But it, if they do make mistakes, they'll come back to me like whatever, a year later and say, yep. hey man, you were here last year and I you screwed up. And they realize, whatever, you know, I'm not always right, man. I do make mistakes and obviously I'm human and I want to learn from people. But at the same time, man, like, you know what, if you do multiple businesses and you do multiple things, then you'll figure it all out, right? You know, you'll figure it all out. It's just like, man, it's just like guys that are single that are dating. If you're going to date one girl, you date like three girls, and I don't mean to sleep with all three girls, but you have to go see different personalities and see what's best for you, right? You know what I mean? So it's just like businesses. I have five, six, right now I'm, I'm on five solid ones and I'm kind of toying with the sixth, but those businesses get me to understand there's a whole array of thought processes, you know? And that's my real push, man. And that's the only way you can, it, like easiest way to think about this, 25 to 40 grand a year. One business makes 40 grand a year. You have one business, it's 40 G's a year. You have five businesses, it's 200K a year. Yeah. It's that easy. There's nothing more, there's, like that's the most basic freaking fundamental thought process you can get, you know? For sure. So, or you can have one business make 200 grand a year, but then next year might make you 100 grand. So I know like the obvious question, um, yeah. I can already see the comment, time management. Are you just oh. living out of your calendar or? There's something that says time management? Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, somebody commented already? <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're on to us, man. <laughs> no, I just, I can see the future okay, okay, on this okay, podcast. Okay. okay. Uh, time management. How, how do, do you I, deal with it? How do I sort that? Oh, it's hard, man. Are you using a calendar? Oh, dude, man. I've made, oh, bro, I've been making so many mistakes on that. Yeah, I've started to really use a calendar. Um, it's a growing pain for me, man. Like, uh, because I've been, because I've had Audi and I've, I've gone to a desk and I've sat there. Now I don't have a desk. That's why I wanted the dealership so I can go to a desk, right? Yeah. So now it's just my, I use my phone, I use a calendar, but I've, man, I've made mistakes. I've booked appointments. So I've just in the last two months, 
um, a really good, a really good contact of mine set me up with an, with an HVAC guy to meet up at a, a project I'm working on. And he told me on a Thursday or sorry, on a Wednesday, if he wanted to meet up Tuesday, following Tuesday at 11. Well, guess what? I forgot. Yeah. And then obviously the guy hates me. Oh, he doesn't hate me as much now, but I kind of trying to mend that relationship, you know, but I, I, the guy tried to call me and I was on the phone with a city and I had like six, not a freaking COVID. So ground group, you know, group conversation on a phone call, whatever. I couldn't get off this phone call. And it was, my meeting was on the exact same time I had to meet him at 11. Mm -hmm. He was at 11 waiting for me. And then he was calling, calling, calling. I couldn't pick up the phone. I didn't know who it was at the time because he called me from a number I knew. Yeah, that happened, man. And that happened. That sucks. And it eats me alive because it's shitty and I hate missing appointments, you know? And I like, it eats you, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. If I showed up today and you were ready for me, man, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Right? I'd be like, oh, man, I don't think I want to be there. Yeah, fuck this guy. This guy, right? So uh, that's the problem, man. And I, and I just like, oh, it, it eats me alive. And I suck at it, man. I suck at it. So I want to get better. Like, is, I want to get the calendar back, helping right? though on your phone. It, so much? it is. It is the big shit, right? Like the important stuff. Yeah. So, I, so this is the way I do it. I just go on my phone, on my iPhone. I go to notes and I just blah, I write all my notes down and I take those important days and I scribble on a piece of paper, which is so freaking backward, but that's how I do it. And then like, and then I, and then I put my calendar, my important meetings, like my time allotted meetings. And that's those three things. And I kind of piece it together. I really need an assistant and I've been taught like, so I've got this girl that's helping me now as, as an assistant and it's a learning experience for me and how to work an assistant. Yeah. I have no freaking clue. Yeah. So I just basically tag her along and I just basically just tell her to do random shit. I'm, it's like one big freaking random shit pile of like, do this, go pick this up, move these shingles there, go pick up this drywall there, go, you know, I'm missing a tap. I'm whatever kind of nonsense yeah. I'm getting, right? Drop off the sink to the bookkeeper, add these freaking, make sure that my, my paint, my receipts match, whatever nonsense, right? Fine, call stuff. bell, whatever, set up internet all this bullshit. Right. So it's setting that person up, man. But it's interesting now that I have somebody, uh, she's going to school anyways at the end of the year, but uh, so I'll have her part-time, but it's a really good concept for me to understand how to use somebody and yeah. how to make them work in your own, as opposed to saying, I'm committing to you, you're not interviewing a whole bunch of people like test sampling people. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you said, with the millennials, just test sampling uh, to know how they work for your specific, specific the game, but by having her, it forces me. So that's like motivation. Cause it forces me. Cause I'm like, I know I'm paying her. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I'm paying somebody like, are they working at that time? You know? So yeah. yeah. Well, so what we do too, when we, we sample or have people come in is every time we do it, we yeah. actually just add a little bit to our, our actual business. Right. So okay. like making the time to actually write this shit down, like okay. here's what she does. Here's what she does. Yeah. Here's what she does best. Here's what I wish she did more of. Okay. Um, here's what didn't work. Okay. And then like actually having that written down so that your next person, you can see if they apply to this. Oh, yeah. And then every time you're learning. Yeah, you're and learning. so we actually have like, I don't know where one is right now, but oh, it's such a good question. But we have like, uh, like standard operating procedures now for the okay. wholesaling business. We're like, it's all written out from lead generation to writing the offers to collecting data and research yeah. um, to all the forms that are necessary and the legal ramifications yeah. of those forms, the waivers, uh, collecting deposits, collecting fees, working with the lawyers, working yeah. with realtor, yeah. working with a mortgage guy, working with an insurance guy. And like from the wholesaler's perspective, from the offer person's perspective, from the company's perspective. Yes. And like, it takes a bitch of a time to write, write all, all that. Down, but that's clean. Yeah. But if you do it kind of piece by piece, you actually end up with this beautiful document that yeah. tells yeah. you how to run it. Yeah. And then hopefully you find a, <laughs> you find a, a meet um, yeah. and you're like, Hey man, here's this the business. It. Here's how you yeah. run it. Let's partner. And yeah. then you give it to them. Yes. Right. Like yes. this is what Matt and I yeah. basically did. Right. Yeah. We, we wrote it all down and he's like, okay, it's yours. 
run with it, <laughs> right? And then I'm like, oh shit, okay, I'll do that. Um, but because we took the time to write this stuff down and really uh, develop the process and system around it, now it's transferable yeah. and franchisable. Yeah. And all these other things, right? Sure. So it, sure. it really helps if you can it, sort of- I, I would think right. so. I, I get a dog from buddies on that space because they're like, man, you don't run a real business. And the only way you can run a real business is by going deep. So yeah. the deepest business I have is my roofing company and the, the rentals, but the rentals are so easy because real estate yeah. is so forgivable and yeah. you get screwed up so many times and it still comes back, it's still there, it still makes money, whatever. But the, but a business is the roofing business. I actually have a location. I've got humans that work for me. I got payroll. I got the whole deal, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? That I do have a structure, but what's new for me is putting these little like silos and trying to make them all work. Yeah. That is new. It's not new for me, but it's new for me to introduce someone like you into yeah. it, right? So I know how it runs. The problem with that is that how do I exit? Yeah, so that's right? called tacit knowledge and it's you a know? bitch. So that's the stuff that's it's here a bitch. It's a bitch. and not on paper, I'm right? Not, I'm not leaving anytime soon because I enjoy it, right? Yeah. I really enjoy it, so I'm not leaving anywhere soon. I'm really embracing the fact that everybody in the world, in my opinion, needs to get on multiple streams of income. They need to learn how to do multiple businesses. I mean, that's just a freaking no-brainer. Yeah. You guys are doing it. That's, that's the only way to make money. I don't I, think there's I any other way. I swear to God it is. It's because like when you look at a salary right. or something, especially without an education, let's back that up. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm not educated. education, man. You know? Like, dude, I've got a degree, but like, I don't, but here's the thing. Yeah. Like if I go give you a $200,000 salary, is that yeah. the same as making $200,000 at all of your businesses? It's not, it's not it's the not same actually. fucking thing. It's not, like it's it not. really is not. And it's you're not. chained and oh man, it's quality of life, right? It's quality yeah. of life and it's growth. You don't grow if you're not, if you're not learning. And I mean like, I don't know, man. You can be really good at systems and all that stuff, but to me, that shit is so fucking boring. And like, pay somebody to do that. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, you, exactly. That's, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, not just, what we're just, good at. Just, just pay it out. No, no, I'm not good at that, man. I'm, no, I'm. I'm just good at like. I just like the creation of businesses, and yeah. I like the way the way it goes. That's why I'm like really excited for you guys and the way it's going, the way it's it's been going, right? You know what I mean? And and how it's growing, and 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 like it's not just us. It'll be you guys watching and you guys listening. You have a business, and I'd like to hear about it. Yeah, you know, right? Me too. Sure Adam wants to hear about it as well and get on here and kind of explain your spiel. But I think, man, like growth is the, is the most important thing. I just cannot stop growing, man. We cannot stop growing. As lazy as we get, because we all get lazy. Yeah, yeah. I got some lazy blood in me, man. Yeah, of I'm course. Not, I'm the laziest go. fucking person you've ever met. <laughs> I'm not that lazy. But <laughs> no, <laughs> but, man. But I mean, your mind, man. Your mind has to stay sharp, you know? And I, I, I said this on the other one, too. I said, like, man, I got to use the energy I got today because tomorrow it's probably not going to be here. Yeah. I can't double up. I can't take vacation days this year and be like, I'm going to add it next year and use that as energy. Like whatever energy I don't use right now, man, I'm not getting doubled tomorrow. That, yeah. I'm losing and that's tomorrow. for sure. Like, right. You know, that's so, the way I think of it. Like I am actually lazy. That's why I write down a process. That's yeah. why I live yeah. out of my calendar. Yeah. That's why I do these yeah. little tactical things to keep me on track. Yeah. Cause if I don't, yeah. I know that I'm fucking mental. Yeah. I will just do nothing. So yeah. it's like, write it all down buy the thing, do whatever you got to do to yeah. keep you moving. Get every like and just keep going yeah man like my notes section like my idea i mean everybody's got ideas right growing up that's the best part in like your 20s you can just scribble ideas down every idea you have write the freaking thing down do not say i'll remember it because once you oh, get distracted you have to write the idea down yeah so like my notes section of my phone is like i don't know like kilometers long with just data <laughs> of shit that i've written down on anything i see like man i'll go to business and i'll go shopping and i don't know if you guys have done this too but i go, go to a restaurant and you can go to a restaurant, any restaurant, I don't care where it is, you can find a flaw that somebody can fix. Yeah. And you can tell them that flaw. And what they do with that information will actually, will actually, and I go there again and see if they made that change. And it's something as simple as like, perfect example, new contractors. 
they'll go and they'll go get a magnetic sticker and they'll put all the shit they do on this magnetic sticker that is like yay high by this big. There are about 40 pieces of information that is about this small and nobody driving by can see it. Yeah. They, they can't, except for the smart guys get the same freaking thing and just like six letters, yeah. the name of their company or roofing like I do on my trucks. It's all truck and it's all just as roofing on the side. That's it. Roofing and a yeah. phone number. I mean, I'm my company name, but I don't put like eavesdrops, gutters, yeah. freaking flat. I don't put all the freaking things I do because nobody gives two shits, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Call me if it's important. Call me if it's important. Exactly. So it's just like that. Just that is a mistake to me. You know what I mean? Versus a, a smart move and a bad move. And I mean, people just don't think sometimes, you know, and I just drive well, it's more about the deliverable, right? Like, what are you actually trying to accomplish? Is it you just wanted a magnet or is it you wanted to talk to more people that wanted your ship? Because if that's what you yes. wanted to do. And the purpose of the magnet is what? <laughs> exactly. Right? So what mean, are you so trying to do here? We, and we that's, just a small magnet, example. that's a small example, man, of, of just, just taking it in the butt. these guys just do the same fucking shit over and over and then i don't know man i think there's one thing in trying it and like i don't know if you remember but back in the day you could do like google adwords where you could try just different different like things to get more views right i mean like back in the day you could do that stuff you know and then you could test it doesn't cost anything but actually physically going printing something driving your ass to a place to get a magnet made i mean all that takes effort so shouldn't you put some effort in planning that you know what i mean so so my restaurant point was like you go there you see mistakes and you, you could tell them about the mistake to change that you think is better, right? You know what I mean? Don't yeah. put the garbage, don't put a seating area right next to the garbage where people are throwing shit out. Just move that seating area, make it a little bit tighter. Just that change, man, might increase business, right? Your sign outside has just, it's not bright enough. Like those things, people, you gotta be open and you gotta take criticism, man. And I mean, at any age, you gotta take criticism. And that's the point of it, man. People shit on me on my channel all the time. You just gotta learn, right? You gotta wait, learn. wait, you see these comments. <laughs> I know, right? Thick skin, man. And real estate does give you thick skin. Yeah, you that's know, like one good Tenants give you thick skin, man. And you just kind of learn, right? So the more you do and the more shit you try, man, the better you can get at, at everything, at life and, and understanding. And you can tell people when they're so so narrowly focused and single-minded. Mm-hmm. You can catch them up. Five-second conversation, right? 100%. Right? Yeah. So, and it's okay to be that way. But as long as you know that there's, there's more to your life than just that. And on that note... <laughs> Oh shit. Mike Van Hout, I want to be respectful of your time, oh, sir. No worries, man. No worries. We're running up the it. clock here, but dude, this has been a fun discussion. What time is it? Oh, we got to, oh yeah, we got a couple more minutes. Whatever you guys put what your, you put, your put your feet up and put your put your feet up and put enjoy your feet life. up. We're getting comfy. Put your feet up and enjoy your time, man. No, dude. I mean I've come full circle and I think the whole I, I don't, for me it's an exciting next step and I'm I'm excited to see what's new for me because it's like a starting point, man. When you get yeah. your job and like and there's something about it. There's it's like the, they call it the golden handcuffs, right? You know? Yeah. And the golden handcuffs, man, is like no education. You get a good job that pays that just above over, like, I wouldn't say, I would say a hundred grand today is, is, is fair money. I would say it's great money. A lot of people will make 70 grand and say that's, you know, it's good money. It's a fair wage. It's a fair wage for if you keep your lifestyle very basic, I think. Yeah. You know what no I mean? No surprises. Like, yeah, man, because cost of ownership for homes are very expensive, right? So you can't exactly you have to make at least a hundred grand. I think combined you have to make 150, I think to have a good life in Canada. Right. So I think for me, it's about, it's about getting full circle next, the next step. So I left that job. So right now I'm like figuring out what's the next for me. So I'm like a freaking baby, man. I'm a baby. I have no idea. I mean, I've done all these businesses, but I have no idea what the future is going to hold. And neither do you, right? Nobody yeah, knows. Right. No so, idea. so I don't, I don't know that I've, I've, finished life because I don't have it at all. I just come full circle for the real estate part. So that's new and exciting, but 
but I just feel like, I feel like it was as, I just want people to know that it was as fun in the growth is as fun, actually kind of more exciting than going full circle. Now that I'm full circle, that man, my job is done. I've done it. Yeah. I've done well, it. See, that's the problem. You know? Like I was just thinking as you were saying that all, how exciting it is that I know where my next couple of steps are. Uh-huh. I, awesome. I know where it is. I can yeah. see it. And, and like, I reasonably know how to get there, which is yeah. like, that's fucking exciting. Cause that's now exciting. I can chase the path. Yeah. Yeah. But once you've got yeah. that thing accomplished, done, man. it's I'm done. like, I'm done. shit, I'm done. But the funny part is that the fu- this is the craziest part is that people want to learn from me. They want to learn how to get there. Right. But once you, it's like the chase, man. Right. It's like the, once a cat gets the freaking mouse, you yeah. get bored. Right. Yeah, it doesn't, it's, need, it's doesn't even like, need to kill it. It's just fucking let it go. Like, <laughs> no, okay, I got like it. I got it, right? So it's exciting. So I get the dissecting number, guys. And the only reason I'm hamming on these guys is because that seems to be the freaking majority of people that hit me up are all like questions about numbers. And, and I'm like, dude, and every time they ask me that, I'm like, just ask somebody else or go to somebody that, because I'm like, somebody I, that cares. Somebody that cares. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, you want to learn mindset and what you have to think about it? I'm the guy. I love yeah. that shit. That to me is like the game and, and opening up multiple businesses. That's my two areas that I really like, but numbers and all. Care less, man. I can care less when I'm opening up a business and it, like I'm taking over a business, right? So, um, just quickly, I want to talk about last thing as well is a lot Shoot. of a lot of guys are selling their businesses. So there's a lot of dudes that are like the way life goes is that they cramp up, can't sit in here, but ramp up a business and then like you fundamentally get your business at a good level and then like the business kind of goes up. If you don't don't have kids to take it over, it kind of just freaking puddles there yeah. and then it goes down like this and then like over time goes like that and it stabilizes right so there's a lot of businesses out there that are like this that are run by guys in their 60s 70s and 80s because they're just it pays the bills it keeps everybody happy the guys employed but it's a day-to-day same old old boys club game right so these businesses are going to be taken over by guys like us there's just no doubt right so there's an opportunity there for guys that want to take their business to the next level and they have energy but they just need new blood so um the point of the story is that there's this is the first time that i can recall in history where old dudes are actually learning from young dudes. Never has it ever been that old, that I was always looking up to older people my whole life, man. I was always trying to get guys, learn from guys older than me. But right now I'm trying to learn from guys younger than me. Yeah. That's just the way it is, man. You know what I mean? Like there are things you can get fundamental core principles you can get from older people for sure. But the way the world is today, man, I'm trying to learn from the youngins, you know? Well, they're, fast they're dynamic they're outside yeah. of the box not all of them, not for all of them but a lot of the case yeah the ones we want to talk yeah, to. yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> like yeah, for sure they're for and sure. they're agile they're yeah, not um handcuffed to like to, to traditional, traditional thoughts shops. and yeah. stuff like that where yeah. it's like oh you can't do that and they're like well i don't understand because i thought the outcome was that we just want to do this thing yeah how about we go this way and you're like for jesus sure. i didn't even think about it for sure man. I, yeah it's just it's amazing man i just love to learn from the young kids today you know and they just not everything they have obviously is great to offer, but I would say that, man, it's like before you're always trying to teach the young kids. And that's what I look for. I'm like, I'm, while I give them value, I'm getting some back from yeah. them, whether it be energy or it be like thought processes of what the kids are into nowadays, man. It's good to know, man. It's good to know. I mean, some of the stuff obviously is crazy, but, but I mean, like, I'm sure that people ten, 20 years from us looking down on us think yeah. we're crazy, right? So we're insane. Yeah, we're insane, right? But I don't know, man, it's, it's fucking awesome what we live in. So well, the cool thing is we can create a bunch of content now that'll reasonably exist forever and yeah, then yeah. they can yeah that's what i wanted part of these things is that when my son gets older 10 years from now or five years from now he can look back at this and say hey shit what the hell were you thinking dad yeah. and i look back and i'll be like holy shit where'd my energy go <laughs> or what was i thinking back then or like yeah man, like i was there like i should have stayed there why did i invest in all these businesses they all failed yeah. not broke <laughs> you know and if you're or whatever right <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know what man dude it's 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 hard to find successful people that's the reality man 
everybody's right now, I cannot, I cannot emphasize this right now. Everybody's winning because every money's getting printed like crazy. Yeah. Everybody's real estate house. Everybody's using their, their house as a bank to pull money out and buy shit to make themselves feel better. Whatever story. Right. You know what I mean? But there will be a time where it'll be harder. And that's the time that I'm excited for. And that's the time I'm looking forward to, to see people excel, you know, so excel, accelerate oh. to get it oh no oh, pun no pun no pun <laughs> no. just walking down like it's good but right, no i think i think you're right man like it's it's tough to find successful people but again we have ways to do it right now we do who starts a fucking podcast when nobody's looking yeah yeah i know or nobody's listening Nobody, nobody is listening. I, listening. I started this so I could sit here and talk to yeah, successful yeah. people. It's a good way to do I it. I right? called it Mic'd Up Millionaires because hopefully I can trick you into the idea sure, that this is going to give you a platform to share. For sure. You're going to give 100%, 100%. back. And really, I'm just trying to meet more fucking interesting people. Yeah, dude, I, man, it's, it's all a trick. It's a trick, but at but the same you know. time, I know, that, I know that. I mean, in the sense that like, listen, man, there'll be someone you might interview five times from now five interviews from now and then be like hey man you know what mike was talking about something off camera with you and then they yeah. connect right yeah. you know what i mean it, it connects and and dude you know the old school way of thinking of like men and like some people probably don't like and i worry about like sharing dollars right dollars and cents and stuff like that but now it's so like oh who cares it's money you you, you come to my house and you try to rob me at gunpoint i don't have the money in the freaking yeah, house man bro it's not the, yeah. the bank has the money cash. right it's not cash right so it doesn't does it really mean anything not any it doesn't really mean much like back in the day because back in the day it was like nobody had money so you could see the guy with the ferrari now pff, fuck every other block there's a freaking 60,000 dollars car of course it doesn't mean anything Everywhere, man yeah. it doesn't mean anything right so we're we're all kind of kind of like numb to what money it really is right you know so from a money perspective, obviously we want to get to the dollar amount. It's cool. But then once you get it, it's like, whatever, right? You know what I mean? But there will be an opportunity for you, five, six, seven podcasts from now, something you meet that will connect. So the connections, man, is where is to me the value. For, for me, that's you know? the most valuable thing in the world. That's because the like these people, and especially if we get to engage long form like this, yeah. I get to learn a lot more about how you're thinking, right? Yeah, you sure. get to somewhat sure. question sure. me as well on my for thoughts, sure. but for like, sure. For me, sure. this is a sick platform. And a lot of people actually have DM and got a lot of value out of these conversations. But yeah, no, sure. make no mistake, it's for me. Yeah. Um, and it's so, selfish to say it. I don't give a fuck. No, I fucking love it, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to, so on, so part of my concept with the dealership is um, I was going to have, like, I'm going to have some sick cars there, but uh, I was going to do a podcasting where I interview some clients of mine uh, over the years all around Southwestern Ontario and have them come on board to start companies that these guys are probably going to be between 45 and 70 and how they start these companies and not guys that I, I don't really want to have guys that were given it unless they're yeah. given it and blown it up. Then that I want them for sure. But I don't want to come off daddy's legacy. You know what I mean? So I want them to make a difference. And, I, I, and I'm cool with coming on as daddy's legacy. If you lost it all and are still in depression, I'm cool with that because I want to know how you lost it. Yeah. And I want to know, I, those are, those, those are as valuable as killing it. Like, you know what I mean? Like losing is as important as winning. It, right for sure so I, i'd like well, i'd want to have this conversation so but i just thought from a from a visual standpoint instead of having a background i just have some sick cars because guys like cars yeah, and shit dude, right? you know what i mean sweet. so like just have a station so we'll bring you on board 100 that sounds you know what like mean? uh Ed what that sounds like oh, Ed Milet. oh yeah. man he's got the fucking he's in his like sick to, it's his toy garage yeah. but like he it does it. set up dude he's got the cars he's got the sick cat 
couch, he's got the fridge, whatever. It yeah. just looks like you like know, a man cave, man cave type deal. Yeah, but, that's what that's what I'll do in, in, uh, in London, Ontario. You know, so but that's sick. Yeah, he's, just in, he's in fucking like know, Silicon man. Valley or something. We're, know, we're too cool for you, man. It's probably I know. It's also the first time you're not wearing sweatpants, you son of a bitch. I know. Because people like, listening, uh, they can't even see. <laughs> My sex. You know what's funny with Accelerator? I just try to always use the same pants all the time, so it keeps consistent. Yeah. Just because, man, if I just change it up, I have changed it up. Well, here's a fucking funny thing about YouTube. So here's a fucking funny thing about YouTube. Besides a comment, so in order to get engagement on YouTube, I always try to say one or two things that are slightly different. Yeah. It's just like, so like, they all, and I only realized, it's all by trying, right? So I've tried this on, if you watch my uh, Audi Q7 versus Q8 video, I talk about a truck, right? So and I'm, I'm always like, look how beautiful this truck is. This truck oh, is awesome. Oh, dude, I saw Throw the that. comments. Yeah. yeah. Fuck so this people, guy. people are like, fuck this guy's not a truck, not a truck, not a truck, not a truck. But you know what, man? To me, it was like putting it out there that was incorrect. I know it's not a truck. But people do honestly sometimes come to the dealership and call an SUV, a big SUV, a truck, right? And they're, they're not thinking pickups. They're thinking a truck because it's not a car, right? So I said truck. And when I said it, it was like I knew it was wrong, but I kind of rolled with it just to see what's up. But the comments helped YouTube believe there was engagement. Yeah. And because of engagement, this fucking thing was like, it was crazy. Yeah, man. I think they're like 200 now, but whoa. Yeah, I know it's funny. Spicy. Man, but I'll say stuff that's incorrect. So I did this this video on this Volkswagen Archie on, and I'm just about to crack 300, and it's been like two months. 300K in two months. Freaking awesome. Like, things crushing it. Dude, that's wild. It's wild. And, but part of it was I wore, my wife was like, you should just wear these pants. I'm like, they're these camel looking pants. They're so ugly. And I'm not a big fan of them at all, but I was like, yeah, you just try these other pets. I'm like, all right, cool. They'll get, they'll get some views or some hate. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not even, it's just, it's crazy, but I'd say half my comments are about my pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and like, who dresses this guy up? Does, this, does he, does he dress up like a 14 year old boy? Is what people comment. And I'm like, dude, you guys are amazing because you're actually helping my content yeah. go up. I know. It's well, stupid. Matt gets fucking hundreds of comments, dude, about his socks. Cause he always wears crazy yeah, socks, yeah, yeah. but he'll be drunk, dude. He'll be dropping a video about like life changing information. Yeah, information yeah. It like really life changing information. And these motherfuckers are like, fuck those socks. And you're like, what <laughs> the like, fuck? Or like, like they'll, they'll attack his beard or something. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, your yeah, beard's sure. fucked. And he's well, like, dude. Conform to society, right? That's the problem. Yeah. It doesn't conform to society. But, and also, man, I think that everybody wants to be in like the advanced level, like, I'll be the first one, man. If I go to a go-karting event and I'm like, I'm like, they're like put beginner or like intermediate or advanced. And I'm like advanced for sure. Oh, but I know for a fact, is. I'm not advanced. not advanced. My mind is advanced, <laughs> but my skill driving, you know, yeah. how many times have you been in a go-kart, go-kart you know? compared to the guys that do it every yeah. day. Right. Or like dirt bike jumping and shit. I'm like, no man, I'll stick the beginner. You know yeah. what I mean? But I, we're all trying to be the best we can. So we're always trying to aim high. Right. So I can see that some guys are like, if they hear anything that's not, that they did not already know, they're all like hating. Right. So, yeah. But the point with that was that YouTube is crazy that, that you can get these algorithms to just skyrocket based yeah. on some slightly incorrect information, you know? Mm-hmm. So is an SUV a truck? No, it's not in North America, but in Europe, a truck is kind of, could be not a pickup, right? Cause oh, man, it's not- that would be a truck in, in Italy truck, right? or something, but just look at the width of the streets. Exactly, right? <laughs> so like, it's, it's, it's crazy, man, it's, it's crazy. But YouTube is awesome, I freaking love it. And I really recommend everybody getting on YouTube and just putting themselves out there, man, just to get some more, yeah. you know, like, it's, it's like, it can't I, hurt is yeah, the thing. I can't remember who said that, but you're either an absorber or you're a creator, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, I really don't, it's funny. I don't even really watch any other, any other car channels because I don't want them to sway how I yeah, think, you know That's a I mean? good plan. And I don't, and you said Eddie, I haven't, I've heard of his name once because of an Andy Frigella, I think was his name. Andy yeah. Andy Frigella. They're, they're buddies. Yeah. They're buddies, right? Yeah. Sometimes. So that's, I think that's the only I've heard. Ed, I've Ed. also only seen three, like three videos ever. And I think all three of them had the two of them, the two of them yeah so, so probably it's one of the two even i don't even know it might actually be for sellers garage 
Yeah. Fuck well, knows. who knows? But I just think, man, it's when you watch other people's, it's good to get information, but then it also it just gets you in this like rut where you're like, yeah. don't know if you're doing this correct, so it stops you from doing it, and that is a problem, right? So if you get caught up in somebody else's stuff, just cut it off there and just do your own, because your yeah. own's never going to be as good as a pose, especially starting off, right? So you kind of have to start off really shitty and then get better as time goes on, right? So for sure. Yeah, man. So, all right, bro. Well, with that all being said, just fucking do more, you guys. You just wasted (laughs) an hour and a half of your life. You could have just been working. Just do more, do more, do more. No, man. I I think, I think, man, at the end of the day, we just gotta, yeah, you're not gonna change it in a day, right? It takes, it takes years, man, to kind of perfect the art of whatever the hell you're doing, right? So, you know, but hope you guys enjoyed it. How Um, can these guys get in touch? I'm gonna leave it all in the notes, but yeah. you. Um, yeah, I mean, you can go. My this is a funny, little quick side note. My personal Instagram, I don't, I don't really write too much. I just have like six pictures on there. Um, I do a lot of stories on my personal one, but I think if they want to get a hold of me, depends for what. You can jump on YouTube, obviously, for Accelerate. That's my car shit, or Accelerate on YouTube. Uh, it's actually Accelerate.tv, Accelerate.tv on YouTube, and then my personal is Mike Van Hout. So M I K E V A N H O U D T on Instagram, which yeah. I'm, and I'm probably hopefully like I'll have a YouTube channel at some point. Because I feel like I should have one. Just start it, you know? dude. I'm going to give you permission right yeah, now. To start it. Go home. Fuck, it takes a couple minutes. Yeah. Put it on there and just make it your name. Yeah. yeah. Nothing fancy. Oh, I'll have it. I'll have my name. I and then, name. dude, just I haven't. I, you know what? I, just, dude, just do but it. But it's crazy. I, I actually had, I, had, I made one that said, how to be a millionaire in 10 years. Now, 10 years, people are like, 10 years? Crazy. I'm trying to be in the six weeks, you know? But so I did it and I wrote it all down. I wrote like multiple businesses. I put it all together. It was an hour long. I got like 11 views. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I just deleted nah, it. After I, I deleted it. You yeah. should have left it there. Uh, no, man. Because you know what? I just didn't want to keep it on there. People go deep on this stuff. <sighs> I, I know. There's you know somebody what? still listening right now. I, I to know. This podcast. I know. Poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah. <laughs> what a loser. But, but, no, man. I, you know what? I will, I will get, as I do more of these, I think that it'll maybe grab some more people, yeah. right? The, the leaves of Well, the, the difference is though, and I mean, obviously I don't do any production value really, like this is gonna go up super raw. Yeah. But you know what, this might, this video is gonna get somewhere between 150 or 200 views. So yeah, like right yeah. now, yeah. but dude, these are yeah. 200 people that are like actually listening. Yeah, I mean, you have which to, is right? cool you have to, you have to, you have to compared to your, you know, yeah. 200,000 a video on your car. Dude, but you know what, man, here's the funny part is that like on my subscriber base, my subscriber rating is shit it, like it yeah. sucks no, nobody subscribed my view count is crazy but here's the funny part about society and this is this is a pure like i cannot hammer this fucking point home like as much and i want to do this on my own video as well but the difference and i guys and thank you for thanks to that last loser listening to this yeah for uh, an hour hour 44 hour 44 but listen listen this is the, this is the hammer point i want to tell you okay people ask me all the time how many subscribers you have this is a common theme people ask me but here's the best part about it. It doesn't mean shit. You know what means shit? Views. You get paid on views. People, people ask people, when you show a video, they're never asked. When you show a video to a buddy or somebody that doesn't know you and you show this video to their face, they're looking at view count. They're not looking at subscriber count. But people asking me about subscribers. I've got like 8,000 something subscribers right now and I have over 2 million views, total views. That's sick. That's sick. But it's nothing, it doesn't, so I'm like, so I don't even ask people anymore to subscribe to my channel because I don't yeah. give a shit because it doesn't pay me. And it, the only thing that's important is when people ask me how subscribers. And then I looked, and then I looked the other day at other people's channels just to get some perspective of how that, those metrics look like. And those people had way less total views than me. And the subscriber count was like 43,000. And I'm like, dude, I know what you're doing. You're buying your fucking subscribers. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be down that shit. You know what I mean? I'm just 
I'm well, just, I think the, the real question again is though, what's the why? Like, are you trying to impact people? No. Are you trying to get in front of people? Are you no. trying to do whatever? Like, what are you trying to do? And then once you figure out what you're trying to do, it's really easy to know what to measure. A hundred percent. You want, you just want people to watch the hundred percent. But so views is obviously the, the views the is the important part, but the crazy part about it is that people only care about subscribers. So yeah. it's the opposite of what people think. Yeah. Yeah, the opposite, man. Welcome to the opposite world. Nah, hey, you that one last person. You that one last person figured it all out, you know? So, anyway, right, brother, man. Well, thanks, thanks for having me on, man. Thanks for coming out, guys. No this was, uh, if you're still listening, episode number eight, <laughs> Mic'd Up Millionaires. I'm going to try and get Dan Crosby on Lambo Lapdog next. Excited, man. Um, I did the old uh, double booked on the Corey McKinnon, so we're going to get him out to talk about mindset stuff. He loves mindset chats. And uh, if you can think of anybody, we'll talk about that after uh, after I stop recording. Thank you all that thank stuck you, around. Thank you. And of course, as always, love you guys. Bye. There you have it. That's it.